Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. It's episode 82 of How We Seize It. This week we're taking on the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, this, is a, this is a really cool special uh, episode for us because we have our first uh, uh, podcast uh, guest, I would Uh-oh. say. And, and when, I, when I mean guest, I mean, we've had other people on as guests and stuff, but no one that's like a pro, like a professional podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so You're with us, we have Noah setting the bar high for you, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, okay. So who we have with us is Ryan Guy from Turtle Soup Podcast, which uh, everybody who's ever listened to this show has heard me talk about Turtle Soup many, many times. I've <laughs> dropped that probably almost as many times as I've dropped our own uh, uh, name. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, uh, you guys are the reason I wanted to start a podcast eventually was uh, listening to you guys talk. And, uh, and that's what we based this off of was, was just us bullshitting with a best friend about stuff we love. And, and that's what Turtle Soup is, is, is you and Eric talking about the turtles and then all the other stuff that comes with it. And so... Yeah. Yeah, we say we say uh, come come for the turtles, stay for us. I guess at some point, like people, you either yeah. love us or hate us, and then you just stay around for all of our our stories. I I still remember your email uh, that you sent us, and I remember it's so funny because I remember because the show's name is so distinctive, and you were like, oh, I want to start a podcast with my friend, and I want to call I want to call it like how we sees it. I remember we did like a little thing on it, like oh yeah, yeah it's yeah. like a cool idea, you know this and that. And then I saw you did it, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Because I, yeah. I love that, man. I love when people do their own thing, start their own podcast. Like, that's just, like, amazing to me. And, uh, yeah, then I went on to listen to some episodes, and, and you guys got it going on. You, you guys got the right bullshit factor. <laughs> it flows well. You can tell you guys know each other really well, and there's a lot yeah. more behind, like, what you're doing. And I really enjoy it, except, except of course, when I want to jump in the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, got- you know. I have that all the time in, in – I have it in Turtle Soup. I have it in No Homework Zone, you guys, uh, the Patreon episodes. Uh, I literally was at work the other day, and I, I, I yelled something, and the guy across from me at the desk, he goes, what? Like I was talking to him. I'm like, no, not you. Shut up. I got some oh, other yeah. stuff going on. I'm yelling about other stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I think those are the best podcasts where people get you so involved that you start talking to yourself like, no, no, I need to discuss this with someone. And, you know, uh, it, yeah. and that's the best way to do it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me out. This is awesome. Awesome. And then with us always is, is my main man, Steve. Say hi, Steve. How's it going, everyone? Thanks for having me, <laughs> Noah. I appreciate uh, appreciate. I don't have you. You're here with me. It's not it's not us without you, right? <laughs> it, uh, it never is. <laughs> so, I appreciate you taking uh, care of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. This is this is this is going to be a fun one. Um, this came about because of. Uh, uh, you guys started your YouTube show and you have your like little pregame and uh, somehow it, I don't even know how Rocky Horror came up on that, but we were talking about it and I was like, yeah, I've never seen it. And uh, you were talking about how you you've seen it and you like the you actually like the sh- the musical part of it and the 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 movie more than the live show. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what the difference is. Um, oh, so <laughs> so yeah, you're like, oh, you yeah. should do that. And I was like, well, I'll do it, but you're gonna be on the show and here we are. So um, yeah, I was like, I, the minute you said that, I was like. Oh, I'm 100 percent there. Like yeah. If I'm if I'm in town and I'm I'm like breathing, I'm I'm gonna be on my episode. Yeah. So nice. I'm I'm here. 
Ugh. Right. Well, I, and I know you're, I mean, you're, you're a musician and so is Steve. So I, uh, I don't know if that makes musicals more enjoyable for you guys. Do you get more out of it or? I think, I think, I think so. Um, I'd be interested to hear what Steve says. I, I am uh, copping Steve's guitar in the background. It looks, looks oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> sweet. Um, yeah, I, I think it does. I think it definitely helped me get a big appreciation for this film because the music is like slamming. Like you've got mm -hmm. like, like the, the soundtrack recording was, um, a bunch of session musicians, but the um, the uh, the bassist and the guitarist were from Procol Harum. Like they had played in versions of Procol Harum, so they're like really good. And the bass player on the soundtrack is fantastic. Like, yeah, there's some things that happened that I'm just like. So I think that helps me. Although funny enough, and I'm interested to hear what Steve's answer is to this, being a musician, Rocky Horror Picture Show is probably one of the only musicals that I love. Um, I usually find musicals to be a little cheesy and a little kind of like, <laughs> it's always hard for me to like say, why are you singing now? <laughs> like it feels like most, most like, like Les Mis and stuff. I'm like, that'd be a really killer movie or play, but like, why are there all these songs? Um, <laughs> and I think part of it with Rocky Horror is just because it, it, it's so schlocky. It, it knows what it is. There's, there's so many in the film especially there's so many like uh fourth wall breakage moments where tim curry just looks right at the camera and says something and right. to me i'm like <laughs> okay so it knows what it is yeah um what about um what's the uh audrey 2 the little shop of horrors to me when i saw that in my in my mm. teens that reminded me well actually yeah, yeah. When i was watching a recent when i was watching rocky horror picture show um it, the the style kind of reminded me the musical style and some of the the schlockiness like you like you said reminded me of yeah. that um and in fact tim curry's performance kind of reminded me of audrey too the the plants performance in the in the movie so there was yeah. some, <laughs> some things that i that i compared the two um, and that was a favorite Which back then. In fact, Steve Martin was in uh, Little Shop of Horrors, and he actually auditioned for a Rocky Horror Picture Show for Brad, the character. Oh, <laughs> so, so Little Shop that came before Rocky Horror. Well, they were both based on plays. Little Shop of Horrors okay. was was actually wasn't even a musical. Well, at least. There was a movie called Little Shop of Horrors that wasn't a yeah. musical, a really old one. I don't know which came first, if the if the musical production was based off of that movie, or what. It probably. <laughs> I, I want to say it. I want to say it was so. Rocky Horror, like the film, came out in '75, uh, yes. but the stage show had been going in England in since like '73. So it was called a Rocky Horror you... Show, right? It wasn't called Rocky yes. Horror Picture Show. It was just Rocky Horror Show. <laughs> Rocky Horror Show. Yes. Uh, it was I'll originally making called, distinctions. Uh, <laughs> it was originally called uh, "They Came from Denton High," <laughs> and. And the producer, like, before they put previews for the first premiere, oh was like, this needs to be called the Rocky Horror Show. And Richard O'Brien, the guy who wrote it, was like, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, but it would have been called something completely different, which I don't even, I can't even imagine that name change. But, uh, yeah, Little little Shop's really good. I need to spend more time with it. Um, I, uh, I saw it once. And I, I kind of liked it, but I didn't, it, I, I don't know why I didn't bond with it. Like I bond with Rocky Horror, but I do probably need to go back because I know that it is kind of a, a cousin to Rocky Horror, at least and I agree yeah. in the way that it's presented and some of the, the schlock and kind of the tribute to that B-horror idea. The overacting, uh, that yeah. Has. yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I, I remember seeing um, The Little Shop of Horrors and, and enjoying it, not, not greatly. I mean, I... I I'm not like, oh, I got to go see musicals, but I like, I mean, I love the Disney movies that have songs in them and stuff like that. I'll, I'll go with that. I'm, I'm all about that. Um, 
you know, I, I've even, you know, what was it, Mama Me or whatever. It's like, you know, I'm that, that yeah. disgruntled dad that has to watch it in the corner, but like slowly tapping my foot to it, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well said. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm going to be like, Greece. I don't want to watch this, but oh, yeah. Grease. Yeah. Now, Grease, Grease is similar. Grease shit. is similar. I have a, I like Grease. I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. say I love it like I love Rocky Horror, but I, I do, I do like Grease because once again, Grease usually nods to the camera, which I, I appreciate a yeah. lot. Um, well, I know I listened to that soundtrack a ton because my wife was uh, a huge fan of it. So my girls grew up with the Grease soundtrack from like eight day one. Like oh. they were singing that like in their, in the in womb. Their, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and then, you know, when you start to sing the lyrics and you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, my three-year-old singing that. Yep, good job. I'm, I'm getting an A as a parent today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're talking about Greece, your kid. Yeah. When I was a yeah. kid, because that came out in what the late seventies or something. So I was I was a twelve year old looking in the mirror, pull, putting on my my not real leather jacket. Oh. I think it was like a corduroy jacket, but I was trying to be Danny <laughs> Zuko and and Look doing the up. doing you know greasing your hair, singing along <laughs> with the soundtrack that I had played on a turntable, um, you know, and and trying to coax my next door neighbor girl to come over so she could sing the part of. Sandra D, you know, whatever her, uh, oh, <laughs> just to come to so, sing it though. That's all, that's all you wanted was just her to come over and sing. I was young. Come on. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, nice. well it's, it starts, it starts there, you know, what I mean? yeah. and then, you know, yep. and then tell me about it stud. And then, and then it, yeah. the races now we point. need to act this out. Yeah, no, it's all good. That's funny. Hey, let's, yeah, actually, that's I, amazing. Before we go too far, uh, my drink's starting to go a little flaccid, so maybe you can uh, yeah. <laughs> break it. Get, All right, well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> go ahead. I'm going I'm to let you go first then, Steve, since you're, uh, you're losing uh, your strength and your, uh, your uh, drink <laughs> my, there. My banana is starting to, to, to droop a little bit, and that was, that was my, that's what she my said. Phallic, phallic symbol yeah. that, was, that I added to it. Uh, so... Uh, Ryan, I'm, I don't know if you've heard, we, we typically do a drink pairing at the, at the beginning to try oh, yeah. to, try to oh, yeah. tie it to whatever we're talking about. And, um, Love I, uh, I found a curry cocktail. That's basically what it was called online, a curry cocktail, but I looked for it because I was, I was really drawn to Tim Curry in this. To me, I think he's, he's oh. a standout performance. And so oh, I was, looking, sure. so I was looking for a for different angles and I, and I thought hey I've never tried a curry based cocktail and and looked it up in this mm. and I found a really fruity one that that kind of kind of fit the bill too um so this is oh, yeah. pineapple juice mango juice banana liqueur that was the one uh, uh thing that I had to go out and buy and um <laughs> and vodka and then you're going to throw a pinch of of curry powder and cayenne pepper in there. Shake it up, throw it on throw it on ice, and I added a a, a banana for garnish. I I call it a forbidden <laughs> fruit. Just that was a, a reference a reference to the movie. Um yes. but but I I I I I found the recipe based on the fact that it's curry based. So so yeah. cheers to that. And it's really how, how does the the curry works wow. really well with the mango. I okay, say. I was wondering so, about that. How that? How that, I like? I'm not so sure about the pepper in it, but the rest of it sounds really good. Um, that sounds like a, a, a delicious one for sure. Yeah, and it's nice because we're going through a heat wave here. So oh, nice to have a, right. <laughs> a nice. Uh, yes. Yeah, we, we hit hundred today for sure. I, I walked out to my car and my wow. uh, my little temperature thing said 108 when I went to drive home, and I was like, motherfucker. And the AC <laughs> wild ever to kick in. That's when I knew it was really hot. Like it wasn't just I was sitting in the wrong spot. It was like it took a good 15 miles before the AC finally started to feel good in the Dude, car. It, it, 
it somehow must have been hotter there than it was in Tampa because, like, you know, we're you know, we're in, like, the devil's boiler room down here normally. <laughs> uh, but, like, today was kind of overcast and probably got into, like, maybe feels like 90-something. But, like, it, it was in the 80s temperature-wise. So, man, oh, normally no. your guys' weather kicks our ass. So I'm, yeah, I'm, right. I'm amazed, like... I've been to Florida once, and, and the one thing I remembered was was the humidity. That was the hardest yeah. part to get used to because it was like it was only like 80, but it felt like 80 wearing a blanket. And I was like, <laughs> man, I was like, then this shirt is yeah. sticking to me. And uh, it feels yeah. like when you have a fever when you're a kid and they're like, oh, just sweat it out. Yeah. That, that's basically our lives uh, over here. <laughs> just sweating it out. Nice. Uh, do you guys ever watch you guys ever watch uh, The Sinner, that TV show, The Sinner? No, never heard of it. Are you saying center oh, or yeah. sinner? Sinner is uh, in sin. sin. Uh, okay. Yeah, sinner, like S I N N E R. Uh, oh, okay. I've heard of that. The first one, yeah. season, that show's cool. Uh, uh, the other seasons are cool too, but the first season's ridiculously good. Um, and in it, um, Bill Pullman plays this like grizzled detective. And he has this whole monologue, which is great, where he talks about running to, um, like, leaving and going to Florida because he's up north. He talks about this, and he says, you know, he has this whole line where he's like, oh, you know, ever been to Florida? And this girl's like, no. And he's like, the the air is thick. It's like, it's like <laughs> velvet. And I remember sitting there being like, look, Bill Pullman, I love you, man, but, like, the air, <laughs> the air kills you here. Like, I'm sure if you're from up north, you come here, and you're like, oh, it's like a velvet blanket. I'm like, but here yeah. it's, like, also going to suffocate me. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Anyways, that that is one to watch if you guys well, want. He to. wants is that, that blanket because he's up there in that cold weather in, in you know in the north. Yeah. Where they're getting those sub-zero winters. Does that have uh, Jessica well, Biel in season one? Yes. Okay, I have yes. seen season one of that. So, yeah, it's it is really. She's good. amazing in that. Yeah. Like I, I didn't think Jessica Biel, Jessica Biel had the chops. I was I was blown out. <laughs> that was a great that was a great show. Might have to check that. All right, Ryan. I know I talked to you earlier. You said you you had some for us. So so what'd you make up for us? Um, I am drinking what I drink almost every day. Today, I've given it a new name. It okay. is the Sweet Tea Ranvestite. And uh, <laughs> it, is, uh, it consists of home-brewed sweet tea made in the southern fashion, uh, poured over ice. And uh, that's what it is. That's what, what's, what's, the southern, what's, what's the southern fashion? What? Uh, the Southern fashion is strong. And when I say strong, <laughs> I don't mean sweet because typically people go, oh, Southern sweet tea. And they dump like, you know, 200 pounds of sugar and they go, that's right. Southern sweet tea. The key to Southern sweet tea is to not is to not let the sweetness outbalance the depth of the tea brew. Like you, oh, okay. there's a ton of tea bags going on. It's, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if you can see through it, like if you have it in a glass and you hold it up and you can see the horizon through it. It's too thin. It needs to be almost opaque. I see you're wearing your tea bag uh, hat too. To go along with it. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> hey, look now. I mean, my, my, Rays, my Rays just lost a series to Chicago. Didn't like it, but come on now. Uh, but it can be tea bags, oh, man. <laughs> no, I like it. Actually, that, that's great. I didn't even think about that, but that's that's hilarious. I'm glad Steve pulled that tea out. Bag. Um, <laughs> no, I've actually I've actually my, I have a friend who's a huge Bucks fan that uh, I became friends with in uh, the Coast Guard, and so I got to know the, the Bucks a lot through him. Um, nice. And then uh, when I started playing hockey, I was on a team, and our jerseys were the same as the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they always kind of held I mean, a, uh, a kind of a thing in my heart a little bit. 
that's what's up, man. That's what's yeah. up. Also, one of the cool, cool fact about the the Lightning, they are the only NHL team to ever have a female player play in a game, in an actual NHL game, and they had a goalie. Um, I'm blanking on her name, but she played. <laughs> My wife really? just yelled it. Yeah, um, she played um, wow. in a in an actual NHL game. The only female to play in an actual NHL game, and she played for the Lightning. And well, and she was I'm a goalie. A bad... so I, I was wow, like, cool. I'm a bad. I'm a bad hockey fan. I, <laughs> I I I I root for the Lightning like like anything else, but I for whatever reason between baseball and football and college basketball, I that's that's it's, like it's hard to watch the bandwidth all. I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, See, I don't so watch, I watch I don't, the playoffs, don't, and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't watch a lot of basketball or baseball. I'll go to a live game, but I I can't. Baseball to me is about the same as watching golf on TV. It's mm. got about the same amount of speed. Um, mm. And so, but hockey, yeah, I'll, I'll watch hockey. I love football. Watch, I watch football religiously, kind of thing. So, baseball's like baseball's like Rocky Horror Picture Show. You got to go to the game just to experience the uh, being at the That's ballpark true. and you know having your 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 Cracker Jacks and hanging out with your uh, your buddies, drinking beer and what stacking stacking beer. Uh, stacking beer, but <laughs> uh, oh. I don't oh, know. That, yeah. isn't, isn't that a thing no. where you stack the beer cups uh, as high? I don't know. They're, it's yeah. too expensive <laughs> for me to buy. Uh, my wife just sent me a message. It's uh, Monet. R- R- I'm blowing her name. Um, Ram- what is it? <laughs> Say it again. Manon. Mm, Manon. That, um, that's the the but, female uh, goalie. Yeah, okay. she was a goalie. That's yeah, awesome. she also played in the Olympics and stuff like that. She was she was oh, the shit. top like female goalie forever. I think she's in the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. So. Um, all right, let me get to my drink real quick so we can get yes. talking about this movie. Um, so I, I I went down a rabbit hole trying to do, get all kinds of different things, and I was finding some ones that I'm like, oh, that's not too bad, but I'm not sure about those ingredients. Then I, fi- I found this totally easy, simple one that um, I was like, okay, that even sounds good. And I was like, now this is this is the drink that that Frank would want everybody to have in the punch bowl, right? Oh. It's called an aphrodisiac cocktail, right? Jeez. Oh, so he, he wants to get everybody it. horny up in that place. You know, that's that's how, <laughs> yeah. that's what he's about. You know, he's he, doing. Yep. yeah. And, he, and it's and it's got to go in the punch bowl because it's not just certain people. It's everybody. He wants that yes. place just to fuck fuck fest. So this <laughs> yes. is a p- super simple. Um, it literally is. Uh, they called for pomegranate vodka and then an ounce of vodka. I didn't want to buy two different vodkas, So I just got regular vodka and I up my my pomegranate juice. And that's the other the other uh, ingredient. They just say a, uh, a splash of it. I went with. Basically, a, a two to one ratio of vodka to pomegranate. Um, mix it up with the ice and pour it in. Super simple, super smooth, and actually pretty damn good. And I was like, yeah, I could see this getting you horny. I mean, because <laughs> it, it, it's, it's smooth enough that you're going to drink so fast that, like, and not yes. even realize it that, you know, next thing you know, you're just, you're humping everything that walks by. Oh, that's my thing. I, I, I usually only drink socially, and uh, <laughs> I have to actually, like, stick to hard stuff because. If you get me in front of anything that's somewhat tastes good, um, <laughs> I just I just naturally like I just drink a lot of anything, yeah. cokes, tea, water, whatever you call it. So if it's just liquor, I and it tastes great, I'm I'm gone. Yeah. Now, but my question is, Noah, is does that drink want to make you give yourself over to absolute pleasure? Would you say that that it? Qualifies? I don't need a drink for that. 
I, I, oh. I, I just don't even need to drink oh, for that. Oh, so if Janet that. comes okay. into your room with a wig wig on her head and 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 you got to keep the wig on though. You got to keep the wig on. I, I got some visual off and it's Frank underneath. Then then, then then game over. Okay. That's only that's that was only edit to the scene is like it, like when Brad pulls the wig off to be like. You promise you won't tell Janet? And he's like, of course not. And he's like, okay, cool. And puts, puts the wig back on. Oh and, and he's good. Um, that's amazing. That no, Both yeah. those drinks sound really, really good. I, maybe, maybe I just haven't ever explored really getting into the drink thing. You've given me something to think about. So normally, I'm, I'm usually just a beer drinker. I drink. I, I, we got into brewing and stuff, so I, I was making a lot of beers and drinking a lot of beers and stuff like that. And since we started doing the pocket, it's hard to find a beer that matches up. Yeah. every week so i started getting all the cocktails next thing you know it's like i got so many ingredients i'm looking at all these things and i've never been a hard alcohol person i mean i i was pretty cut and dry i was like <laughs> rum and cokes yeah. or whiskey sours now i'm all over the board i'm making chocolate martinis uh you know i'm just all kinds of like no. just ridiculous stuff and it's like that's pretty good you guys you guys keep pulling it out of the hat. Every episode I listen to, it's like it's like something totally different. I'm thinking like, what kind of like liquor cabinet these guys got? Oh, <laughs> I, that drive me nuts because I, I guess it's maybe a good thing I'm not into making yeah. mixed drinks because like when I get into something, I have to I have to go whole whole hog in. Right, right. Uh, I would have like a Mad Men 1960s situation going on if I ever got into it because I wouldn't be able to stop. I'd be like, I must have everything. Yeah, like I, I get that, and and. I, I'm I'm slowly trying to like get enough that I um I look for drinks. I'm like, okay, I got that, that, that. I don't oh I might have to get that. One of the drinks I actually was looking at had absinthe in it and I'm like, oh, I don't wanna have to go buy that just for like a couple of drops. So I'm like, oh, and then, then I found this one. I'm like, this one's perfect. So Well, sometimes like last week, I think I had an elderflower drink. And, and rather than going out and buying a big thing, I just got a little, uh, little uh, you know, airplane-sized. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you can find the airplane-sized, that's nice. But you can't always find that in, in some of the yeah. stuff we're looking for. Right. But it, we go, no, it's We go to it's Bottle fun. Barn, and they've got, uh, you know, a warehouse full of everything you can think of. But it's all full-size. <laughs> Yeah, I'm always I'm kind of opposed to like the sponsorship for for podcasts. I like I like the grassroots side of it, but I I was contemplating going to Bottle Barn and saying, "Hey, look, I'm spending a lot of money here. Um, we, should, I mean, we should work something out." <laughs> look, man. I mean, we we've only ever done it uh, on our podcast for for like for like friends projects and different things that we like yeah. really believe in. And if if they got the good stuff for the good price and you like them, I mean. I don't yeah. know, you know, but, but you got to cut your boy Steve in, though. Cut your boy Steve Oh, in. yeah, yo, you definitely. Know what I'm like, you got to make sure. <laughs> You're like, yeah, no, it's only for me, not him. He, he No, yeah, I definitely yeah. would. But, yeah, well, we both go there, and it's it's funny. I mean, they get the they get the advertisement anyways. I just need to go talk to the guy. Um, so one of these days I will. Actually, I, ta I did All talk right. to the owner the other day. I happened to uh, find him on Facebook. We messaged each other back and forth for, for some barbecue issue. My buddy was across the street uh, who has a barbecue spot. So then I was in there and I and I asked him. I saw him in there and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, so how was that barbecue sandwich? And he's like, oh, you know. And we, but I I didn't have the nerve to like, hey, so uh, I got this podcast and uh, I buy a lot of liquor here. So, but maybe one of these days we'll see. All right, well let's get into this movie. So the premise of this that uh, for for why we did chose this one was is like I had never seen this, and so or I guess I I had seen like 15 seconds. I realized because I remember walking through a room one time and I was like, oh, what the hell is that? And 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 I kept going. But I've been exposed to this many, many times. Um, my sister growing up, um, she's she's about five or six years younger than me. Uh, she was one of those ones that went to the midnight showings all the time. 
And, nice. you know, it was always like, hey, you got to go, you got to go. And I'm like, nah, I got to go hang out with my football buddies. We're going to do push-ups. You know, we're going to play <laughs> coker for push-ups or something. I, I wasn't into it. There was a girl I seriously had a crush on. I even drove her ass to the midnight showing and dropped her off in her um, outfit. She uh, she was wearing uh, the the flashy um, speak. Uh, Columbia is the name. I knew the name. I just sequence. Yeah, yeah. Columbia the sequence yeah, jacket with her yeah. tits sticking out and all that. And oh, so. Uh, I was like, oh, damn. And she's like, oh, yeah, you should go in. And, you know, the, we do all this stuff. And, and I'd heard about, like, if you go in as a first person, a virgin, and they just fucking do some weird shit. And I'm like, oh, I'm not down for yeah, that. I, I, as much you. as I want to get into yeah. that, I'm not down for that. <laughs> then my wife was one of those people that also did all the live shows at the midnight showing and was one of the actors and also played Columbia. I should, I should mention too, my sister also played Columbia in, in the ones that she went to. So Dude. the three people in my life that were deep into it all did Columbia. <laughs> and so I was like, and I've never seen it. Yeah. And it was just, so it was kind of funny, which, which was really interesting because we were watching it. My wife sat down to watch it with me. And she's doing all the the little the speaking, you know, the what do you call them, call outs or whatever. Callbacks, yeah, while we're watching response. it, yeah. And I'm I'm laughing at it. Some, and then I, at one point I'm like, okay, you got to stop. I can't hear the show with you talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all right, so I I got into Rocky Horror. Uh, uh, I didn't know what it was, and they started showing it on VH1 when I was a kid. <laughs> like I don't know what it was. They were just like, we're gonna show Rocky Horror on VH1, and I'm like, okay. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, what the hell? And I instantly had this feeling of like, I need to get this movie because they they're cutting stuff out of this. Cause this movie's <laughs> too wild, and it's on VH1, and I know there's more. Uh, so so I went and got like a bought like a VHS copy at the time. Didn't know obviously I was buying the American copy that didn't have the superhero oh. song in it. Didn't know that. Uh, I was like, okay, uh, and I did it, and uh, I got like really into it. I, I mean, I just liked the music. I went and bought. Uh, we had a really crappy turntable uh, that we had gotten off, you know, off somebody's like, like they were throwing it out. It was like an old console. <laughs> it wasn't even like, like a garage sale. It was like, no, nah, we're getting rid of this. No, this it was, haunted. it was like, yeah, it was, it was like, it was like your, your grandpa's like console that had like a, a radio and a record player. And my brother and I like hauled it back to the house. And my dad was like, saw us dragging this wooden thing down the street. <laughs> like cutting like gouges in the sidewalk. He's like, what the hell? I'll never forget. He was in the front yard, like, just water in the yard like a dad does. He goes, what the hell is that? And I was like, oh, it's a record player. We dragged it in the house. <laughs> um, and uh, we would go to a local uh, place called Sound Exchange and buy a bunch of used records. And like one of the first records I bought was the Rocky Horror Picture Show like nice. soundtrack on, on vinyl. And it was just, it was there. Uh, later on, I also had a girlfriend who was really into the live show. And uh, I'm kind of, Go. I know. I know it got crazy, but I was kind of like, well, hey, I, I mean, I'll go. So I wound up going. This is like right at the end of high school with like a bunch of her friends who are all into it. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go see Rocky Horror, and I know, I know things get crazy. So I go in there, and uh, yeah, I just don't like people talking and 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 shouting and running in front of the screen of a movie I like. I know that that that's the most Brad Majors uh, answer in the world, but that but that, that that's how I feel. I'm like. Yeah. And you all know how to Madison, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like completely like, like I was out of it now. Luckily, they didn't out me as a virgin, which oh, okay. I was thankful for. That's the main reason I didn't go. What happened to the virgins and was like, cool. If that would have happened to me, I would have really hated this whole thing. So I yeah. have a 
I have a love and I have an appreciation for the live show aspect. I, I think it's a it's it's really amazing for the people that that go and get into it and like it's such an awesome like uh, uh, meeting place for people. It's great, um, but like I just watch the movie at, at home and <laughs> sing along. It's pretty much all <laughs> by yourself. Loner. Do, do you do all this stuff? You do this stuff in your house though. Throw the rice and the toast and the toilet paper. You do that in your house. Oh, dude, I. <laughs> So, so uh, I, I was gonna obviously rewatch the movie before the podcast, and my friend uh, Brad, no, no, no relation, uh, was over the other night, and I was like, "Oh, hey," I'm like, "I got to rewatch Rocky Horror," and he loves it too, and he goes to the oh. shows, and I was like, "Oh, like I got to rewatch Rocky Horror," and the conversation was great because he goes, "Well, no, that's awesome." He goes, like, "But you know, like, I mean, I might have to." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, sing along!" I'm like, "Oh, dude, I'm gonna be singing along. I'm gonna be singing." Along. <laughs> he goes, "No, I, I might have to like." do the the lines the words yeah like, oh <laughs> and it was so awkward i was like okay i was like how much and he's like not well like, like all of them <laughs> yeah and i'm like you know what man let's play magic so we just, <laughs> we, just like, we, we like broke out magic the gathering to start playing that because i was like i don't want to have that come between us i don't, I don't need you, like up in my business like that um but uh yeah but anyway um that's my thing, Steve. What, what's your experience with it? Well, you know, I was just talking to my wife. She she mentioned that when, when she was growing up, she had a job when she was a teenager working at like a drugstore. She lived in Grass Valley. And she said, you know, people, you know, it was, it was kind of like the, the late, the late store that was open that had things that might pertain. And she said she'd get these weird people coming in and wanting to buy you know, do you have any garter belts? Do you have any lipstick? You know, things, things. That, and, and that's how she found out about it. She didn't actually see the movie until we watched it together the, the other night. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So that was the first wow. time she'd seen the movie. Now, we caught the play at Sixth Street Playhouse about five years ago here. Oh, OK. There was a lot of people dressing up. I know uh, uh, my my daughter dressed up and went and saw it with her boyfriend. I don't know if, if you had any. I think one of my I think stuff. my daughter went with her. I think uh, uh, Emily went with her. Yeah. I saw it. I saw it once before, and it was it was back in the back in the eighties when I turned when I was old enough to see an R-rated movie, um, and mm -hmm. uh, I got dragged out to a theater in Newport Beach on the Balboa Peninsula that showed it midnight showings, and they had the whole performance where people were, you know, acting in front of the stage, and um, I didn't get called out as a virgin either, so I got to uh. kind of hide there, and I had a little thing of rice that I got to throw <laughs> a little bit, and that, so so I experienced it, and I didn't know what to of it i wasn't i wasn't you know i was i was i was into film but this this wasn't this wasn't not quite <laughs> what i had in mind now re-watching it though i'm i got really enamored this last week i watched it a couple times and i can see a lot of its charm so we can talk more about that but so i have experience oh, in the nice. past but not necessarily uh any, any sort of investment from my past where i mm. where i really I dug into it this is this is what uh, so I know my biggest fear to go see it was the whole uh, if you're a virgin everything that goes on and and at yeah. the time I was I was your fucking typical jock in the high school like you know uh, yeah, yeah you, you, don't be putting hands on me or, or you're gonna fucking catch these hands yeah. kind of thing and yeah. so. And then after I found out, I remember someone was like, oh, no, dude, they just, like, whoever you came with has to give you a big kiss. And I was like, motherfucker, I missed that shit? God damn it. Because the girl I took and dropped That's off, right. I was like, oh. I, was I was trying to get up in them jeans, like, big time. That was. No, I'm surprised, like, your girl's dressed up like Columbia. Yeah. Going into this thing. I'm surprised that you were like, I'm, I'm going to. 
I'm just going to go in there to see what happens with that. <laughs> like, I, I just want so, to okay, be here's, in whatever is going on with that. I was a different guy in high school. I was, believe it or not, as much as, I, and people don't believe this, like, I, because I'm not this person anymore, but I was super shy in high school. Hmm. Like, I had zero game. Like, I was so afraid to tell a girl I liked her because I was so afraid of rejection. So any yeah. little thing, and, and which is totally different. I'm like, I'm not that person anymore. Like, I'm, I'm completely different. But I was in high school, I was that jock, like machismo, have to, you know, can't show any weakness, you know, and, and afraid of rejection, like a fucking coward. Wow. Um, so for me, that was that was what it was. And, and like, it, it, it was one of those things I missed out on a lot of things. Because I look at this now, <laughs> funny thing was is, we're going to get into it later, but as we're watching this, my wife points out the first nipple slip in, in the movie. Yeah. And if I'd have known there was nipple shown in this movie as a teenager, <laughs> I'd have been at that shit every fucking week because I was that kind of guy. I was like, even, even if nipples? it was Frank's, even if it was Frank's. No, no, but it, well, it wasn't. It was, it was, it was uh, it's, Columbia. It's, <laughs> yeah, Columbia. It's the floor show. It's Columbia. The floor show is. is she well, it's even well before that. Be... She's wearing like the 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 flannel yeah. shirt, and she pulls in. Yes. It's got. She cut that shit on purpose to show yeah. her nipple, which oh, I yeah. find out later. Like a uh, uh, little Mel, or what they call her, Mel Campbell. Yeah. She uh, was notorious Mel, for like having like nipples, like classic nipple slips everywhere. And I was like, fuck, I love that woman. That's awesome. Like I'm, <laughs> was, I'm behind uh, the free the nipple movement. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, she was she was like wardrobe malfunction before it was cool. I mean, <laughs> right. she was just making that happen all the time. Uh, yeah, so no, I, 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 yeah. If I'd have known that going in, like Ed in high school, I'd probably have been that same guy that was like there every week. <laughs> if I and, and if I would have dressed up, I would have dressed up as Frank for sure, hundred percent. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, or I don't know. I mean, if you were a jock, you could have made a Rocky though. You know what I'm saying? Like you could you could have run the Rocky plan because Rocky yeah, yeah. winds up. Actually, I'm sorry, that's who I meant. That's who I meant. The guy with the okay, gold paint. Yeah, right. You you yeah, didn't say coming in, like, coming in hot like Frank. Like I don't know. That would you. Yeah, had no, 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 that, that, that was wrong. Now I. <laughs> this is this is how new I am to this show. Is I get the names fucking mixed up. I keep thinking he's Frank because just just like in the Frankenstein's monster, everybody thinks yeah, that. You call him Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. But you're right. It, yeah. No. I would have gone in. <laughs> and them them gold panties or you know oh. the, the the speedo swimsuit old speedo yeah i i could have rocked that for sure i i that oh, yeah and i had the blonde hair in high school like uh, you know back in the day when i had hair <laughs> so. bro and you gotta have someone someone behind you that's dubbing your voice for you because i don't think he did any well, of the singing or, or speaking no that no that would work perfect for me yeah, because when i was in high school i did no, drama did not <laughs> i did drama and i was in our musical oh you gotta run that then no, no, no. Here, check. You got to hear the whole thing out, though. Literally, <laughs> okay. during the 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 um, uh, additions where we're we're singing and stuff. After like my third try, they go, "Hey, can, can you lip sync?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, I can fucking lip sync," <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> so it would have been a perfect so, role for you. So you bring, I bring along uh, your your lip syncer, your your your, yeah, speech, your voice, yeah. God, you I, could have had a whole different Noah <laughs> if you just walked in that damn thing and and, and eyed Rocky and been like, wait a minute, I've I've got a home here. I could I could do, I could I could do, do this. I I I I could be a muscle man. I I I I can have the Charles Atlas seal of approval. Oh, I you know had that I had like, that body in high school too. Did. I literally I'm, I wasn't as cut as him. You know like, Noah's like saying he's like Adonis, bro. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> so did anybody get the feel like so they had the song for him? Um, like something I can make you a man. Yeah. And so I'm listening to that as it's going through. And the only thing that kept popping in my head was the damn Disney Hercules song. 
Like, <laughs> were, were the two kind of combined, or, or like was one ripped from the other, or something? So, so that song is basically heavily dosed with like Charles Atlas references. So, like, which was a bodybuilder in the seventies, the right? Forties uh, and fifties. Oh, okay. It was okay. old school. He was like one of the first, like, 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 uh, uh, um, like workout trainer guys, like that, that like tried to sell a system. You know what right, I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, and all God. the lyrics from that song are literally like his origin story. Like when when the first lyrics when he says like a weakling weighing ninety eight pounds gets sand in his face when he's kicked to the ground. That's Charles Atlas's whole sales pitch was that he was a ninety eight pound wuss. And uh, he was at the beach trying to get a girl, and this big muscular guy shoved him on the ground and kicked sand in his face. And from that moment, that was like his like tipping point moment. Isn't that and how uh, like, Karate Kid started? <laughs> effectively, <laughs> like, like, but basically from there on, he's like, yeah, that was his origin story, and that's what he's like. So I went to the gym and I got in shape. And you, you know, if you had a certain body, you could get the Charles Atlas seal of approval. That was a real thing. Gotcha. And, um. You know, his whole thing was it was like a seven-day program. Got it. So in just seven days, he can make you a man. So the whole <laughs> song is like about Charles Atlas, which is nice, genius. What? But of course, I, it has the double entendre to the creating a man, which I right. really enjoy. I also heard that uh, they had to um, make a uh, prosthesis, prosthesis, I don't whatever. They had to cover up his belly button because if he was made, he wouldn't have an umbilical cord and wouldn't have a belly button. <laughs> So I, I'm like, someone with some fucking serious details to like think, hey, he, he's, he was created. He wasn't born. So he's not going to have an umbilical cord. So they covered up his ahead. belly button. That's thinking ahead. That's a lot of thinking I, ahead. That's almost as much thinking ahead as Susan Sarandon did in the floor show scene when you see Columbia's floor show nipple slip and you oh, see right, Susan yeah. Sarandon is wearing roughly, for it. She has roughly the same it. thing, but she has the like feather boa. And she's constantly covering her chest, and I—you can't tell me that's I not because she's super like, glued that I'm shit on. Out of this, she super like, glued those fuckers in. You know, it's yeah. funny so I, you talk about nipple slip and Susan Sarandon. When I, you know, when I was, you know, in in high, uh, you know, puberty mode, it was Bull Durham, <laughs> Bull Durham that I kept, oh, yeah. that I kept replaying on yeah. on Cinemax or whatever like that. And she's got that <laughs> scene where she's on the on the uh, kind of the kitchen floor with the with the dress and she's got some nipple slip action that I would rewatch and, that as much as I well, could. That was, boy. So that was a big question. <laughs> is, they asked her to do full nudity for um, the Touch Me song and she refused mm -hmm. to, even though she had done nudity in other films. Yeah. And so, before, yeah, and it, before, before, okay, yeah, that's that, that. that was that's what I read, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, well, you know, because I, I was glued to the TV after I saw the first one. It's like, oh fuck, there's nipples in this, and I literally <laughs> was watching every like, I didn't see any of the dance moves because I was looking chest level the whole time. Yeah, like, it's, just right on the eye line right there, just just <laughs> on the horizon, <laughs> looking for that. And, um, and in truth, like after. I'm trying to think what song there there's a point in the in the movie where it goes like this like fucking hit 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 and then all of a sudden it goes fall off the cliff and i think it's kind of when they get to it's it, and i think you even said something about this or someone said something about this in that chat we were in about when they turned into statues and then the it, it seems to have a the full show yeah the floor show the was floor decent show. but it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't other than the, the the potential nudity scenes, there wasn't anything fun and interesting about it. Where the whole beginning is 
the songs just go after, 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 and it's like, oh, yeah. that's a bomb, that's a bomb, that's a bomb, I like that. And then I just kind of like, oh, this is dragging. What the hell fucking happened? That's interesting. So so I, I the floor show, and I remember, yeah, somebody in that chat was saying that, and I was kind of like, John, that's the, it was John Klein. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, bro, that's like, that's like the promise of the premise. So, so in my, so in defense of the four show, so I think that like part of it is the fact that it does slow down a bit. I think that what I think is really interesting about that scene and about the song and the song and the kind of the medley that it is, because it's really the uh, rose tip my world all effectively like coming under the spell of Frank and, of, of Frankenfurter, mm-hmm. basically like I can't get out of it. Right. Uh, there's a whole don't dream it be it thing, which I, yeah, you know, which shot beautifully. And I just love all that. Um, <laughs> Uh, which was another Charles Atlas reference, uh, which is interesting. Uh, but then uh, I'm coming home, like Frank's last song, like that's a killer to me. Like, like, like you see how unhinged Frank is. Frank thinks that's crowds like dead ass full of like, like <laughs> opera goers. Frank is full on, and 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 it's something about like when 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 Riff Raff and Magenta break in in that song, like fully dressed up in their yeah. space gear with the their gun. space gear. It's like it's over. He's got like, the the first man bun, right? Yes. He's got that early yes. man bun. <laughs> the first man bun. You've got Magenta, like the bride of Frankenstein. She's like radiant in that scene. I think she just looks amazing. Yeah, and I'm like better there than she did before. She looked just yeah, crazy sure. before. Yeah. Well, you realize how like how um disheveled and messed up they've become because Frank's had them being a maid and like his like guy who cleans up all of his messes for like man I don't know how many years like decades I have no idea how long so he's totally they're so broke down that they come up and you're like oh that's what they look like yeah um but I understand there is a, there is a bit of a a denouement that like starts there I think in the floor show I think I think you definitely pick up on that on that correctly um, I'm just so into the, especially Curry's like whole "I'm coming home" is like. Ridiculous. Well, Curry from start to finish is is off the chain. He oh, he yes. literally is is. I mean, and 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 most people talk about like how do you know Tim Curry? You know where do you know him from? And and you know, and this is one that a lot of people know. And and of all yeah. the stuff I've seen him in, this is one of those ones. It's like holy crap, he's like. I was watching just, a. I was watching one of those Watch Mojo uh, top ten Tim Curry performances. And, mm. and just when I was kind of looking into his performances this week and really, and that was of course the number one performance that he's known for. Number two was it. But besides that, yeah. it just seemed like yeah. they were, he, he really didn't have much more to offer, uh, over his lifespan, but man, it seems a shame because he was epic in this. You know, I put his performance up there with like, you know, Morgan Freeman and driving Miss Daisy or Al Pacino yeah. yeah. sent up a woman where they, it's like. They created a character out of nothing that you've never seen before. I think it's yes. so much animation that you can't, they didn't you can't have look him. away. You can't look away from yeah. him when he's, when I mean, he's on screen. Well, Curry, you know, Curry came from, I mean, that was really his like film premiere that got him into film Yeah, because yeah. he came from the actual stage show and he, Richard O'Brien just as a friend and like ran into, <laughs> apparently like ran into Richard O'Brien one night, like he was like ran into him and he's like, like Richard O'Brien's all hot and sweaty. And he's like, dude, like, what's up? And Richard Bryan goes, oh, man, I just came from the gym. And, and he's trying to get like, that you seven day beer. You don't, he's like, you don't work out. And, and it turns out Richard O'Brien was like, no, no, no. I was looking for a guy with muscles who can sing. And Tim Curry's like, what are you, Tim Curry's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm working on this thing. And he starts explaining Rocky Horror. And he's like, send me that script. I need, I need to, I need to see that. And uh, that's how we got into the whole thing. And he, 
originally like Frankfurter was supposed to have like a German accent. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, like that he, she's uh, he needs to sound like the Queen of England. Like right, he needs to, yeah. he, she needs to be totally posh and like perfect. I heard and, he was uh, the, he he based it off the King Queen of England and his mom's uh, <laughs> telephone telephone voice. Like you know how everybody has that. You have your normal yeah. voice, and then you have that voice when you answer the phone. Well, that's his mom's telephone voice. He actually Which got was, to, that's amazing. He got to. I want to call her. <laughs> he got to meet Prince Charles and Princess Diana because Prince, it's one of Princess Diana's uh, favorite movies. She loved him in this. That, and, and when, wow. She, right? there, was little, there was a little quote. He, had, he did an interview at the, um, on Fresh Air where he said, she said the movie quite completed my education is, is what Princess Diana <laughs> told, told Tim Curry. Oh, so, so That's the best quote ever. <laughs> I love Jeez. that. She came in with a wig on on uh, on a uh, <laughs> on the prince. Well, she hey. probably enjoyed the fact that, that that he was kind of you know parroting the queen too, which was you know yeah. her her mother in law oh, yeah. <laughs> she had to deal with. Yeah, so, for sure. So those I I, I want to say the first I mean there's like four or five songs in the beginning that all are kind of just like iconic essentially you know you've got yeah. i mean time warp is probably the most iconic of mm -hmm. all of them well, for I sure like i wonder if that's why you thought the beginning stood out so much because time warp and sweet transvestite are the ones that are stand out that everyone knows that you probably knew yeah. even going into this right yeah, i think it's more back just just the whole jit the whole general uh feel of the movie like yeah. all the way up until we're uh meatloaf and i thought meatloaf had a huge part in this like every time i thought fucking rocky horror i'm like oh that's meatloaf's big movie He's in it for oh. like a fucking blip. <laughs> you know, he literally he, comes in, rides around it. on a motorcycle. Oh, God, oh. right? <laughs> but he kills <laughs> it. He kills it. Yeah, it, it is. Then it's he gets great. Killed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was reading some stuff about him, and I guess the, there's a stuntman that does the motorcycle riding around the, the thing. And uh, I guess at one point, the motorcycle and the, the, the stunt guy fall off the top tier, and the motorcycle lands on top of him, and Meatloaf is there to fucking rip the motorcycle off the, the stunt man. And, Dude. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And then I guess there's some other stuff where Meatloaf, uh, so the, I, the, uh, the scenes where they have him, like, uh, where you see his face, and they're kind of rolling up the ramps and stuff like that, is done on a wheelchair that they, they attach some handlebars and a front shield oh. to. And apparently that that shit fell off the fucking ramp too, and the fucking bot uh, stunt double tried to catch Meatloaf. I'm like, this is how motherfuckers made it out of this is ridiculous. <laughs> look, look, if Meatloaf comes if, if, in that era, well, any era, if Meatloaf comes tumbling off from like one story up, it, it has to look like the like Looney Tunes thing where it's just a <laughs> right? big like shadow appears and you just like step out of the way and like Meatloaf just goes into the ground. Oh, wow. like, I, like catch him that. <laughs> That that takes you. They probably had to peel that guy off the floor. You know yeah. what I mean, like and like blow him up again or something. Like. As, as a big guy, I appreciate that Meatloaf was set up as the stud. I, I like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, He's like yeah, big boys. Yeah. Big boys can be studs too. Now and Meatloaf, a motorcycle. Sure. Meatloaf I was, ride a motorcycle uh, too. Meatloaf was in, was also in uh, Fight Club. Both uh, both movies mm -hmm. that, are, oh, that yeah. are considered cult classics and both put out by 20th Century it's Fox. It's Bob. Surprisingly, I, think, I actually think and, that's his best role. Yeah. Uh, 20, 20th Century Fox was bought out by Disney recently and yes. you know Disney has this you know they like to put things in their Disney vault and yes. Fight Club went in their Disney vault that was one of the cult ones that that didn't make it they had to fight or I, I don't know it was it was it was really uh, a victory that Rocky Horror Picture Show got to stay out in the on the screens because um, Disney likes doesn't like that but uh, they made an exception for so Rocky here's Horror a question Show, so 
Does that yeah. make Tim Curry a Disney princess? Uh, absolutely, I, I, yes. Yeah, absolutely. He's Frank, <laughs> Frank is a Disney princess if anybody is. <laughs> uh, that's just if if, 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 if if Princess Leia is a Disney princess, then so is Frank. I so on that on that same line, um, the uh, we you guys know Mash, right? The the show Mash. Alan Klinger or the movie? Yeah. yeah. Klinger. Well, I mean, it's the same thing. So Klinger from the the TV show. I don't know if he was in the. I think he was in the movie too. But he now is technically a Disney princess too because Disney that's now right. owns Mash. I thought I saw that come across as a meme. I fucking lost my shit. I was like, that's all funny. <laughs> oh, I'm like, that. I'm I'm behind oh, that. I got that. I'm with him. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure, for sure. It, well, it, it's kind of crazy because I, I I doing some research too. I didn't know how touch and go it was when when uh when Disney bought 20th Century Fox because even at that point. Uh, Rocky Horror is the longest-running theatrical release in film yeah. history, and they were worried that like if Disney put it in the vault, they could shut it down. And mm. I, that's probably the coolest thing I've ever heard Disney do. I, like, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, it had to be the right financial decision, of course. But I, I'm surprised they didn't just do it out of spite. Um, uh, but yeah, they put out like a big like Blu-ray too of it, like a really nice like a two like, like a two K slash four K Blu-ray. Disney. Well, I bought that, I so. bought a DVD to watch it um, off of Amazon. I bought the forty five year anniversary one, which was pretty interesting. Um, it comes with, and this this was interesting. It has um, some special features where it'll come up with these little lips down in the corner, and you hit enter, and and, and it'll go and do like some stage acting stuff and show you some stage stuff. Or you can listen to a live recording of the people doing their 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 speeches and they're fucking throwing the shit and all that. That's right. Yes. It is so fucking hard to watch that shit. You can't understand yeah. a fucking thing. Yeah. Anybody's saying I tried it. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Cause I enjoyed what my wife was saying. You know, she had all the little, every time, you know, um, Brad came on, they called him an asshole, which I was like, why is, yeah. why is he an asshole? Just cause he's a dude. Well, and Janice and, and, is a slut, and, <laughs> and Janice is slut, which I yeah, will get into like, in a minute. But, uh, uh, buy, buy, my favorite is buy an umbrella. You cheat bitch. That to me is yeah. funny. That to me, the whole <laughs> asshole bitch thing was, it was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> is like, but the, the yeah, buy an umbrella, bitch, or like the the, yeah. the where he does the anticipation thing and, and like wait oh. wait for it. And I was like, okay, that's funny. And there's some other ones that are really funny, but then there's some that are just like that's fucking petty. That's some fucking bullshit. Well, well it, it yeah, it's that thing where you feel like they, they they once you start saying things between other lines, you got to say things between all the lines. So it feels yeah. almost like. They had to fill it all up, and it's not all quality, in my opinion. I'm probably hurting. Yeah, people. And, you know, there's, and there's there's different audience scripts out there too. I was looking yeah, up audience true. participation scripts, and I was seeing a lot of different things come up. Um, you know, there was the whole thing about the cosmic vibrator. I don't know if that's a that's a normal one, but there was a there was a turtle reference. Just uh, do you guys okay. know the, you know the turtle Give reference? When I think no. it's when uh, Frankenfurter falls into the swimming pool, and you see the the uh, Sistine Chapel painting behind um, mm-hmm. with with the, the Michelangelo. Uh, painting and yeah. and uh, and you're supposed to say that's the last time I hire a Ninja Turtle to do anything. That's that that was what it was. I, I found it. Mikey is not a great Mikey is not a great painter. It's proven. I mean, he he's great uh, with finger paints, but he doesn't stay between the lines. I mean, it's just true. He's too worried about pizza. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's he's a pizza artist, not an he's artist. A pizza artist. artist. <laughs> that's 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 the difference. Uh, <laughs> that's that's awesome. I love the uh, you know uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna tangent on turtles here real quick. I yeah. found that like um being a turtle fan, you know, a long fucking term, and you know, just like Ryan, yeah. the the amount oh. of fucking 
turtle references and shit is beyond like i every time i see some crazy shit i'm like oh my god like it is so deep that that it is it's yeah. it's when you find it is it's hilarious one of my favorite tur uh, turtle shirts is literally just four words and it's leonardo it's just the names listed yeah. across four times and it, you know it's not you know in your face but a lot of people you know when they see it they're like oh my god i love that and it was like it's, it's just one of those things i was trying to think there was a game i was playing um uh it's it's one of those first game shooters uh Shit, I can't think of it now. But they had it. They they have a total where you fight four guys and they they have the oh, ninja. Uh, you're talking about Borderlands. 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 That's it. Borderlands, Borderlands. two. I think yes, Borderlands two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. I remember just randomly coming across yeah. that. I'm like motherfucker. So I played that shit <laughs> so amazing. many times just because of that. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. It That's Turtles awesome. is a huge. I mean, it, it's a fandom yeah, it's, that is like it's ingrained at this point. It's just yeah. part of everything. <laughs> Um, much like, yeah, okay. much like Rocky Horror, right? I mean, well, it's everywhere. It is, and it's it's interesting. Like I said, I I I I avoided it for a long, long time, and and I enjoyed, I did enjoy the movie overall. Would this be something I would go back and rewatch multiple, multiple times? Maybe not. Um, that's, that's where I think the draw of Tim Curry really. Tim Curry is is fabulous. But, but it hits that spot I talked about where it, it just but you know it, it falls you know, off. It flopped big time in the theater the first uh, big, you big know big when time. it came out, and and that's because no, it's, it that. it really wasn't enough to sustain it just on its own. You really had to have that cult following the audiences, and 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 you know this is a time when there was no internet, so uh, mm, you had performances all over the place, and you know people doing their callbacks in New York. And then flying to LA and seeing the performance yeah. a month later and hearing the same callback that they did the first time, you know, over in New York. So it had kind of its own underground communication system too. Yeah. Oh, it, well, it did. It did. And another part is people talked about how this was like a um, an awakening for you know teenage people, which you know then I I, I listen to like I do all every time I listen to as many podcasts as I can find on this. And interesting enough. Uh, I probably listened to about hmm, seven or eight different podcasts. Um, Ninety percent of those were either uh, queer-led or majority queer. You know, it, it's very much in the in the the LBGT. I don't know the rest of the alphabet on uh, that. Plus, just, just, do a, Q, just do a plus. Yeah, you just yeah. do a plus. Yeah, that's, what, that's yeah. Um, that's but it's most it's it's most of them, and and they really resonate toward this because you know it 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 has it has the gender bending. Um, yeah thing to it and so they they really resonate with it and so there's some interesting parts to this i mean there's some actual shit that like i'm surprised people aren't fucking boycotting this shit now too um let's talk let's talk a little bit about the rape scenes right um with the me too movement yeah and, and, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and boy frank uh, gets a little fresh well i mean he he, he murders meatloaf with an axe pick you know ice pick too you know he so yeah, so yeah, it's, not, I can, it's rape. I mean, that's, 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 he's, that's, not, he's that's, not, that's yeah, <laughs> that, that's that's just horror think, movie. That, yeah, I, I think I think one thing is like you know those kind of scenes like in in cinema in general. I, I think I think there's it's always important to recognize like the rhetoric or the intent behind it, right? So like if you look at Frank, Frank is at times glorified. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you really look, look at Frank, he's a bad end, motherfucker. He's 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 insane. Like, like yeah. he's, he's, he's absolutely, he murders, he uses people. He's, he's lost his mind. 
So well, I think when you have a bad person doing bad things in a movie, like say like those those scenes, like the seduction scenes, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, let's I, let's call them what they are. They're rape. Yeah, they're they're a bad they're a bad person doing a bad. Now, granted, I mean, he eventually they do go along with it. They get like, consent. Frank yeah, never, like, yeah, but but I mean, like, it's it's, he, it's under it's, it's under duress. Pretenses. It's under duress. <laughs> but it's not. But it's not the same as if he like was apparently like appeared to be Janet the whole time and then afterwards, okay I'll give you that I'll give you that like I mean they're like oh it's you Frank he's like I'm afraid it is and then he's like come on now and like and, and those scenes are those scenes are funny as hell just because Frank's hilarious oh. like I, I'm not gonna lie I laugh. oh I laughed at it I laughed at it and I went oh wait yeah. that's wrong that's wrong that's <laughs> I watched it no, no. The second time I watched it, I actually tried to see if they actually morphed his, you know, if they if they cut at one point to bring his body in, because I couldn't tell. The, you know, they, they did. did. The, they, they did. No, they. I don't think they did. They do the over oh, overdub with they, they. They do the they overdub, overdub with the voice. They overdub the actors. Yes. Um, so they, they overdub the actors' lines, but, but I not couldn't Tim Curry. Are you sure? Like I'm looking at that. I looked pretty. I'm sorry, close Tim Curry I, is hot as fuck, I, but he ain't got tits. And that first I've one came it. in with tits. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it a ton, and I gotta say. That it, it to me it is apparent that it is that that comes in. Where do you get the tits really, from? Well, he came in with tits. First of all, on the, on the second first one. First of all, it's it, it's all silhouette, and he's really good at like he has like that night shirt on, and he's really good at like like holding it up and kind of turning like weirdly. But I I believe it's him. I beg to differ on been, that one. I, I think no they, I think they did some body doubles in that first part until they switch. I, re okay. I really do. I I mean. I may be wrong. It's happened once before. You know, put it on a calendar. Cause, but uh, you know, I think I'm right on this one. Okay. I, um, but no, I mean, it's. I, no, I get stubborn I sometimes, think it's, and we just kind of move I, on. I'm, I'm not so fucking tight on like, oh my god, it's so. But, yeah. but like, it, it it can be seen. Here's the thing: in the world we're in yeah. now, everybody's yeah. looking to be offended, so it can be looked yeah. at that. Well, I'm not offended by it because I think it's fucking funny as fuck. Because yeah. well, well there. Like, I think I think those scenes to me I think and they're tended to be more about Brad and Janet being people who are who have been raised to be a certain way like yes you know, like 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 white cis people is what they are and that all it takes is a little exposure to different ideas yeah that it takes that 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 idea kind of being pretty much put in your face like you want this you, yeah you, you cool with this like I'm gonna go down and, on you if you want but and here's the thing to say yeah. <laughs> They react. It is so funny because for me, symbolically, they, they all react. They, they literally react the same way. They have like basically the same lines because they're they they're do, literally right. so programmed to be that way. Like, and Frank says the same things, and both of them go, "Well, you won't tell Brad, right?" I mean, and, yeah. and that's and for oh, me, wait, wait, no, like, I love, I love yeah. the line where where he comes in. And he goes, he goes, "What about Janet?" And he goes, "What should I do something to her?" Like <laughs> that's the one. That's the one big change. Like, wait, you want me to go in there? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I, I haven't. Should I? You know, should, just, I? Like, should I? Should I? What do you I? want me to do? And, and he does it to both of them. And, and but I can see there there are people in the uh, LGBTQ plus community now who criticize the movie for the use of the word transvestite, which is not which is offensive to the culture now. Oh, uh, yeah, for, for, but for at the other time... things. And that's where I mean. And once again, I'm 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 a I'm as liberal as they come. Uh, yeah, you I, are. Yeah. Oh, I am. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, not ashamed. Uh, but I even I am like, look, historical rhetoric and, yeah. and the, the the time it was made in it. 
it matters. You 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 just can't transform things into meaning to to offend you now when it was yeah, made in 1975. And when you and for me, when you outweigh, I mean, not being queer myself, but just like having so many friends that are and like seeing the culture, you cannot say that using that word or doing those things to me outweighs what it did for queer visibility in oh, for the sure. world because it. It just did. I, I read this uh, this this think piece from a um, uh, LGBTQ um, uh, leader in that time in the mid seventies. That basically said that literally in New York, uh, Chicago, and LA, those are the three places he talked about. Uh, just people standing in line, because a lot of times if you dressed up, you got to go in for free. So everyone dressed oh. up. So people standing in line at midnight in New York, Chicago, LA, <laughs> dressed like that, literally made it safer to be yourself on the streets. Right. They actually normalized it. So, because there's a huge group of them. So yeah. people that would normally beat up people who were queer or dressed different uh, would think again, because you're just one of a, a multitude and they right. can't attack you oh. all. Well, yeah, you, it, yeah, exactly. You're going to go into a group of people. Yeah, it, it, made, it made it safer to dress how you wanted to dress on the streets. Yeah. And for me, I'm like, that That outweighs any kind of criticism I think you could throw at it now. Yeah. That's just, just my opinion. I, so, I got to so, say that the, the people, though, that, that, you, that sometimes get labeled as being offended are sometimes just bringing up a point that, that hey, that was a word yeah. that, that it probably wouldn't pass right now. And sometimes... Yeah, I get I get frustrated when people label them as being offended or being woke or something when really sure. they were just bringing up a point And, it, you know, so everyone should be I'm able to you. bring up their point, bring up an opinion and stuff and not be labeled yeah. as, hey, you're, you're, you're you know, you're offended. And then and then say, well, say OK, but here's, hey, look, here's I'm, the thing. I'm right there with you. I, I live my life like that, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> OK, OK. Like, Try to point out that difference. You know, everyone thinks you're but an here's, SJW, the, here's the thing, though. But, you're saying even, what you're saying. I, I, I looked up the word transvestite because I was curious. I was like, okay, what does that mean? And it literally is the, the, the definition of it is is a man that dresses as a woman. Not not necessarily a transgender, not like saying like, oh, I'm sure. trying to play off as or a not woman. Like, not like transgender. It's literally like, like that. Yeah. yeah. So realistically, that word should be legit today as a man. Or someone who yeah. considers himself a man but likes to wear women's clothes. Well, I think I think I, I the way I always look at this uh, in any word like that is uh, is through this lens. Um, there is the R word instead of mentally handicapped, right? Uh, um, and and the reason and now now uh, if you go back to history, I mean that word was the scientific definition. Yeah, like, yeah. Like so 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 if you're working on a car. You either advance the timing or you retard the timing. That is the word for turning back something that is in motion, that stop, yeah. that slows down its its timing, its speed. That is a that is a word. Uh, in in French, it's one of their the word comes from French. It's one of their main words. Uh, so I I look at it the same way. We don't use that word now because that word was used to uh, harass and harangue people. It was turned into a word that was a weapon, right? I agree. Uh, and and I think that the uh, transvestite thing is the same way, where that word was used in such an abusive manner that people are like, that word doesn't accurately describe kind of anything right now, and all it does is hurt people. I, like I that's kind of how I, I look at it, where it's like, yes, that's a okay. technical term, and and it's it's a it's a proper word. It's not it's not a slur, but it became a slur. I yeah. Think. I I, mm -hmm. I can see that. So uh, my question would be then: What is the word then now? 
I mean, what is the word for a man who who identifies as a man but likes to wear women's clothes? Crossdresser. Uh, cross dress, uh, drag queen is a big one. Uh, okay. Drag is still. I mean, but that's that. Yeah. But that doesn't fit with the the Transylvania. Tr- you know, it, it doesn't oh, no. rhyme with the song. So I mean, <laughs> no. And and, and, the, and the word what the word was the word was was not to be used in mixed company back then because right. of whatever. But it was not the slur that it is now. So yeah. I think back then, and of course alliteration uh, rules <laughs> everything. I mean, if you can, I mean alliterations worth its weight in gold so i mean you know if you're going to be a sweet transvestite from you know transsexual transylvania I mean, you have to i mean <laughs> find another word i guess you could say sweet t-ranvestite like i got right here but i mean that that's pretty oh, much that's it. it okay so that's it when when i when i put on some women's panties and i, I dance around the house yes. now i'm a sweet t-vancestite that's it <laughs> okay I, I just want to make not sure it. when i do it that i'm not, not going to offend people just make sure your titties yeah. are showing so you can add that to the to the alliteration oh yeah no my titties <laughs> got to be showing i love showing my titties no, no feather boa for you no i don't need any <laughs> feather boa. like i don't need I, I need i need full columbia just like shake and shimmy just don't care that, you, that's what so I need you guys ever <laughs> seen uh bird cage bird cage that classic scene where gene yes. hackman gene hackman the polit this is with robin williams and that's a good Wayne. movie um and they run a they run run a, a drag queen show they've got a drag queen show on in in florida yeah. in, oh okay you know it you've got to know it because it's in um, miami I, th- I think i think he might be part <laughs> of the cast <laughs> ryan you oh. were <laughs> no okay, but no you're, you're, you're and, and birdcage that's my shit yeah yeah no, i don't know i've never seen that <laughs> gene hackman is this right-wing right-wing politician that is uh you know his his daughter is in love with with the son of this gay couple that's running this thing and it it's just hilarious movie but the the last scene Robin Williams is in that right yeah he plays the the, yeah the the father of the son and and Nathan Lane is is his his husband and they run the they run the uh, the uh, drag drags what do they call them like the the bar underneath it that does uh, shows uh, with drag queens and but they have to smuggle out um, the, the politician at the end and it's Gene Hackman oh. dressed in full drag and it's oh. the most hilarious scene because they fantastic they do, uh, really good director they do this little kind of a close-up shot where where you see him kind of dancing along and you can hear exactly what he's singing singing along and hoping nobody's noticing who he is and oh. great movie what that's great fantastic movie. There's another there's another great movie I'm trying to think of um what's the movie uh it's a fantasy movie where the guy goes into another world and the guy has a flying ship and there's another drag scene in that that is just fucking fabulous and it's one of those um it's Robert De Niro um, Oh Star Star uh star, Yeah yeah Star uh, What is it Star, star- Starbucks? No, it's not. Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. Uh, oh my God, it's such a good movie too. It's oh, why am I fucking? Th- this is Star the drinks. I, no, no, no. It's um, ah, uh, uh, it, it's such a classic fucking movie. Like Stardust. he's a pirate. Stardust. 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 Yeah. Stardust. If, I'm not if you that. haven't seen that, that is that is one of the fucking best. Yeah, movies De Niro to and watch. Drag. It's it, great. <laughs> He does such okay. a great drag fucking scene in that. It, like he's this fucking badass pirate that all of a sudden it turns <laughs> yeah. out. It, and you know, like it's funny because like awesome. he comes out and like his whole crew sees him and he's like, oh, oh fuck, oh shit, and like whatever, <laughs> oh, dude. We fucking knew. Like yeah, do your thing, dog. <laughs> You're <laughs> good. Yeah, yeah. It it is such a good movie. It's one of those. It's one of those. It's a it's a fantasy. I, I mean, my kids love that movie. We watch it, uh, and this is why I felt feel like shit for not remembering the name. 
But uh, mm. it is one of those cool movies where this is another thing uh, I'm bringing up from from other podcasts. I watch, uh, not watch, but I listened to one that talked about um, is it transphobic, right? It was a podcast called Is It yeah. Transphobic? And they talked about Rocky mm. Horror and, and, you know, there were some things where they brought up, you know, and like you said, the timing is is different. You know, you, you yeah. have to give people a little bit of time grace with when they did things and when they don't. And like, yes, maybe today this might be looked at a little bit transphobic. And the reason they said it was transphobic is because Frank's character had all the negatives that you would uh, attribute to someone who was, you know, manic and fucking crazy yeah. and, and all the bad yeah. shit that you would put on someone that was a man dressed as a woman. And it's like, yeah, but I think that's the whole point of the fucking Frank is like he's a fucking yeah. crazy fucking sexual fucking beast, you know, yeah. um, the not because the director <laughs> called it called it out that he was the man every woman wanted to be and the woman every man, every, the woman every man wanted to be. So <laughs> so the best part I mean, was, that. yeah, well, I mean, I think I think, yeah, no, I think I think we talked just before a little bit, too. I mean, like Frank is Frank's problematic, but Frank's a megalomaniacal killer alien man i mean yes. like, like it's 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 i think i think there's there's a delineation between uh frank because I, because uh, my wife and i have talked about this and she's a big fan of the movie too and we've talked about before like is frank like an easy target for like transphobia or something like that where because he is evil and he's the one that exposes brad and janet to all this stuff but it turns out he is maniacally crazy and yeah. could you could 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 a lens and i think that if you watch it through a very like conservative lens. I think you can be like, oh well, they would have been just fine if they hadn't run into this crazy <laughs> tranny guy who's, who's you know, who screwed them up. But I think that on the other side of the token is the fact that like how easily shaken Brad and Janet's entire sexuality, world, life, everything is by that experience. And I I think that they're exposed to a lot more than just. A madman, I think they're oh. they, they've just never questioned that stuff. And I, I think that um, obviously not being one myself, but just like reading more information about people who were in the community at the time watching that movie. Uh, it almost sounded like their recollections to me, almost like uh, have you guys seen the movie Hostel? Mm. The E.I. Roth film. Uh, it had a couple Hostel, Hostel, too. The rough thing is it's about these Americans who go to Europe. Okay. Yeah, I have seen the first one. Yeah, and they go to Europe and like they're out there in the red, red, red light district smoking the weed in Amsterdam yeah, right. being just Americans all over everyone. And they run into some, you know, ancient European shit. And it turns out they're hunted for sport. So, yeah. so basically, the whole Eli Roth's entire point with that movie is, is, and I felt it when I first watched it, is as you're watching these people get killed, there's a little part of you that's going like, yeah, well, I mean, like, they're trash people like they, <laughs> they, they they go to this other country They're They just ruin it. They whatever. And like, yeah, it turns out, you, you know, they fucked around and found out like and as they're getting killed, you're kind of like, yeah, like, I don't care if anything good. Right. And I think that f from a lot of recollections I read doing research was that when people from the community and, and stuff went in to see this movie, watching two cishet people who 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 would normally literally be their abusers they like those people are the people that like made them not be able to live how they wanted to live they were the people that kept the social norm how it was and kind of would 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 maybe penalize them or pick on them for being how they are watching them just dismantle through the course of this movie i think 
was very cathartic to people in the community watching it. There, right? I, th- I think it had that that same effect of like, well, that's okay, cool, yeah, like like let them get thrown down, let them uh, let them uh, uh, question everything, and when they come out at the end, they they've been exposed to so many new ideas, they don't even know who they are anymore. And before they were absolutely ignorant of it. And I, I think that's the other half of the like the Frank equation. Yeah, right. Is like, how do you look at that? I, okay, so the I, I, you're very liberal, and and I'm I'm more conservative. So I'm going to come at it from yeah. that from that side. Now, in in I I think that conservatives get a bad name from some of the very church Bible toting fucking thumping, you know, like. I, I have no problem with people's sexuality and shit like that. And so when, sure. when, when people attack the fact that they're like, oh, they're just, oh, they would attack. The, no, you know what? We, we, might have been, we might not be exposed to that, but it doesn't mean we fucking uh, disagree with it. Like, I'm, I'm personally, I'm a fucking freak. Sure. Like, so I'm, and Steve kind of pointed this out earlier, right? The idea that like sometimes people aren't uh, offended or people aren't uh, going uh, to go burn down the, your, your backyard because you said something, right? Sometimes they're just pointing out something that's like, well, maybe we need to talk about this. Yeah. Um, I, I, I respect you and your beliefs. I mean, and, and you're more conservative than, than me, but you're not, you're not off the edge. You're, you're obviously a person that does care about other people and, and, and respects other people's ability. You're an old school conservative. I mean, you're, 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 like, you're like, literally, I just want to do my thing and you do your thing. Yes, that's, exactly. That's and, what, that's, that, and, that, that's and that's what I think. I think I think what happens is, and this is what I see in in, in this is what chaps my hide mostly with mm-hmm. with the way today is is that there's two extremes. There's the far left and there's the far right, and there's such a small fucking number, but they're so fucking loud yeah. that all the rest are being drowned out. And I think that's and we see yeah. a little bit. Of, and I I heard a lot of this, and this is this is what hurt me when I was listening to some of these podcasts, and and some of them, I got to that point where I fucking was like, oh, I want to fucking talk to this person. I, I literally want to say something to this person, but it's like, so, um, and, and this is, this is something I, I, you know, um, my daughter came out, my youngest daughter came out when she was like, fuck, I don't know, 14, 15. She's, she came out as, is, um, I don't know if she said lesbian or bi, I think she said bisexual. Cause we made a big joke of it is, is being bio, not, not necessarily bisexual, but she can, and she had a girlfriend and, was, and she wrote me and my wife a letter and we're like, I don't give a fuck. Do you do what do do what you yeah. do? Like, yeah. you know, and that, I think that's how most people think. And, and the problem is, is that mm-hmm. everybody thinks that everybody's this Bible thumping the fucking conservative is like, oh no, you, we got to send you off to a fucking concentration camp to fucking rid you of the gay. And it's like, fuck, I don't yeah. care who you fucking love, love who you want. You know, get yeah, your I think I, yeah, <laughs> get I your think, feels where you get your feels. No, I understand that. I think I think that I think that part of it because I've had to deal with the same thing uh, as well. Is I think that when when people uh, uh, in that community are having that conversation and they're talking about conservatives generally, um, that they're actually not talking about you. That yeah. I think that it's very easy to take that on. You hear, oh well, these conservatives, and you're kind of like, okay, <laughs> that means me. Yeah. But I but but I think that one thing that's between the lines that's kind of hard when when people in the, in the community are trying to say a lot of stuff at once and they're trying to exp- express how they feel is it's not about you're you're not who they're talking about you're not the problem and obviously your life has brought you literally through a place where if you were a problem it would have been <laughs> came oh. right to your doorstep i mean if you were a problem you would have known you know what i mean like what would have been pretty apparent whereas um 
I feel that way too because I, you know, like um, I, I'm liberal, but I'm not like I'm not like wild liberal. I'm not like <laughs> I, I'm, I, I would consider myself progressive, but I'm I'm not necessarily SJW. I'm not looking to you know cancel anybody or whatever. Right. I'm a lot more of the old school liberal, which is like, hey man, let's talk about everything. Like yes. like like let's get it all out. Like like I'm I'm progressive in a lot of ways, but like hey, I want to hear what you think about things. I, I want to talk everything out, and I feel like more more i guess uh, traditional liberals get called out the same way and i yeah. and i remember i've gone to my wife a ton of times have been like all right i saw something online that really pissed me off about like <laughs> in general and i'm a man but i'm like progressive i'm an ally i do everything i can and whatever and then she just kind of got through me one time she said it the right way i guess and it just unlocked she's like but they're not talking about you they're not going to say oh and this doesn't include every man who's not a rapist or not a misogynist or not, a, you know, whatever they, they, they don't need to say that they're saying a thing and yeah. that's how they feel. And it's not about you. And I was like, it's not about me. So it's like, <laughs> all right, so, so, no, no, no. It's good. You say that things about me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not everything's about me. Well, wait, wait, everything's about me. No, I, I get you saying. because yeah. that's how I was feeling. Like, so I was listening to a lot, a lot of these were, like I said, were very um, uh, queer-oriented uh, podcasts, yeah. and they brought up that cis white male, and yeah. I felt a fucking tact a ton of times. I'm mm -hmm. like, come on, mm -hmm. motherfucker! Like, not yeah. all of us think like that shit. And and I started thinking, sure. I was like, I'm like, okay, so if if I would have just said, okay, all you lesbians or all you gay males, it would it would be kind of the same thing. And, it, and it's like, I'm like, how yeah. do we get to the point where we point out the fact that, hey, it's not everybody. It's a major it's a minority in that that feel that way, but they have the fucking loud. It's, it's like the people that complain the most get the loudest voices. And that's what's oh, the yeah. problem with right right now. And, and yeah, you know, sure. To bring this back to to Rocky Horror, this this was one of those. It shoved it in the face of people like fucking this gender bending, fun fucking romp of like, hey, you know what? Yeah. Pleasure is pleasure wherever you fucking get it. And like, yeah, I remember um, when I was I was in my early twenties and uh, I was hanging out with my cousin who at the time lived with two gay men, and she was throwing a party. And I remember uh, I was talking to my friend. I'm like, I'm going to my cousin's party, and we're going over there right now. You want to go? And he and he literally stepped back and he goes, "Wait, is, is that Tiffany? Is that is that the guy? That, you know, she lives with those two gay guys. What what the fuck's going on?" I'm like, "Who the fuck cares who she lives with, dude? We're having a fucking party." Yeah. And you know, it's one of those things. Is like, who who cares what they do yeah. in the bedroom? They're and they were cool dudes. Sure. I, I met them several times, yeah. and I was like, these guys are fucking awesome. Um, like we were underage and they were like, fuck, I don't care if you party here. Just don't fucking get the cops called. You know, <laughs> just like, I got a porn collection back there that it's going to get me in trouble. Don't get the fucking cops up in this house. <laughs> there's, some, and, there's some laws against the shit I got in my, in my closet here. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But yeah. Like, um, let's keep, but let's yeah, keep it was, this straight. But yeah, it was funny. Like, I mean, the majority of my friends and like I said, I, I'm, Everybody that knows me knows I went. I went to. Uh, I was a minority in my school. I'm a. I'm a white guy, but I went to a school that was a majority black and and Hispanic. Like I literally, as a white guy, I was a minority. So I, I lived through that, and I loved it. I don't know who I'd be today if I went to a different thing because I'd be a different person. But it was it was great. And so 
you know, we, we saw different things. I, I find out later in life that I had friends that were, were homosexuals that like, I didn't even fucking know exactly, but I like, I love them to death today. Still. I'm like, fuck, they were still my, you know, real close friends. Yeah. It's like, but when someone comes out and says, Oh, cis white male. And I'm like, wait, I'm a, I'm a white male. It's fucking heterosexual. And it's like, you're, why are you attacking you're me about me? Yeah, <laughs> He's no, like, why I, are you attacking me? And, 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 that, and that's what's funny, dude. Because like, so 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 I'm mega progressive, right? But like, but like, that also applies to me. And <laughs> and one thing I've had to like, and it used, and that really ticks me off because like I'm 100. I'm there. I'm like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I, man. Like I'm all the way there. But like I, I support the same politicians they support. I I go to I, I donate the same things they donate to. But at the same time, I just kind of realized like you know what like. Yeah, it's just it's not about you. And I think I think it's easy. So so going back to what I said before. Right. Um, I think that uh, because like, you know, because because, you know, growing up like I was I was a nerd. I was picked on and stuff. And I, and I remember uh, clearly uh, I had a I had a huge problem with religion uh, uh, because uh, literally everyone who caused me the greatest torment had a gold cross on like. Oh. To to a man, to a man. No, it wasn't Eric. (laughs) Eric actually, Eric actually like turned me around on it. I love your guys' conversations about that. I really do. I so do love those conversations. I was, I was like the annoying atheist that was like, "Oh, you're a normal person, but but you're but you're into God. Let me just prove you wrong." (laughs) I was that asshole. I was just really bad because I grew to hate that. Uh, And at my school, we had a thing called the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And they were just a, a, a they were no better than like, I don't know, like a like a like a Congo murder squad. They they would just wreck anyone's face. Didn't matter, man. They were a death squad. And I hated them. Um, now, I grew up to realize that not all people that have faith are like that. Yeah. But I said a shit ton of things that were awful <laughs> about people's faith, opiate of the masses, all those things that offended, you know. Most of the people in my radius who were not right. the people that t- terrorized me, what, they just had faith. And I, so I met Eric. And I remember like meeting Eric and, and, and being like, we're both into the same music. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, man. And we, we get together. We go have dinner. First time, just we're, we're in college together. And he goes, yeah, so um, yeah, I spent a lot of time. I, I, uh, I pray. I talk to God every night. And I'm sitting here like, oh, shit. I was like, <laughs> damn, that's a shame. And he talked me through that thing, man. And I realized there's more to it. So I think that a lot of times when someone's speaking about ignorance uh, and, and they're, they're speaking to the ignorance of the, the, the general, you know, cis, uh, cis whitehead male, all that stuff, and, you're, and, and whatever, I think that sometimes, like, they've just been terrorized by a lot of those people. I, I agree with you. Right I, now it's about saying the thing about the thing, and maybe later on it gets – we start selecting targets better. Maybe it gets more, more, uh, well, that's what I felt is a, there was selected. a lot of attacking and, and, and to me it was like, okay, wait, you're, you complain that you're attacked for your beliefs. You're attacked uh, for who you, what you do and what, and, and, but yet you're reaching out and attacking the same way, you know, it, it goes the same way sure. with, with, with like the black lives matter. And it's like, you know, you know, uh, you're like, Oh, all white people are racist. It's like, Actually, no, not all white people are racist. You, you, you yeah, know, yeah. it'd be like saying like all black people are thugs. No, not all, not, not all, not all, not all, not all, everyone is anything. Uh, yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's yeah, why I have a, totally. and that's, and that was where I had a hard problem with some of the, the, the podcasts I listened to. And I was like, I enjoyed yeah. a ton of it, 
Um, yeah, there was one as like two two queens. I can't I can't remember the actual podcast, but it was like two queens something, and they did one, and it was the most fucking hilarious. I was laughing my ass off the whole time, and it was one of those ones is like they just were talking about their own thing and then not tacking anybody, and I was like, that's how it yeah. should be. It's like live your life let everybody live theirs and fucking fuck the bullshit in between like you don't have right, to attack people <laughs> well, not, right, well, let's let's get steve involved steve we uh, need critical race theory go <laughs> no i'm not going to race i'm going back to rocky or picture show is steve, is steve here? <laughs> you guys have been going going good and strong right but but yeah, no, I'm, I'm i'm taking a step back you go uh rocky horror picture show you know, it, it created an environment where people can go and watch this show and, and it became a cult thing, midnight yeah. showings and stuff. Do you think, though, I, I get the feeling, though, it kind of created a very safe environment for people to express themselves. And it wasn't mm -hmm. in the face of the people that would be offended. And so um, I don't I don't know if it really, you know, unless unless mm -hmm. you chose to go there to be offended and say, I, you know, that offends me. I'm going to go sure. there and I'm, but, but mostly it was probably just a nice safe environment for people to express themselves, to feel that freedom. I, yes. and, um, <laughs> and, and, and nowadays, you, I, I, what, what you said, Noah, you know, you, you talk about the different sides, uh, politically and those people on the far, on the far side, those are the people with the loudest voices. And that's what we're yeah, always yeah. hearing. Uh, and, you know, so you got 90% of the people in the middle that, uh, you know, are, <laughs> right. kind, of, are kind of quiet, you know, and, and don't, you know, just listen, like, hey, listening back shut and shut up and, a little and, bit. And let's hearing. just talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so one of the things I heard, and this disturbed me a lot in, in this bugged me and especially started thinking about like when my sister was going and my, my daughters were going about this is that there was a lot of straight white male. I don't want to say straight white, straight males that were infiltrating this, this, this cult of this midnight showing and fucking taking advantage of, of, you know, the people that were just you know, out having a fucking time. I was, I was, I was going to ask I, that, that crossed my mind when we got this conversation was like, I wonder how they're like, how they enforced that, like c how they kept that community up. Because I, I, like I, I grew up in the, in the punk scene and uh, you know, uh, with, there is a strong strain. I don't know if it's still around anymore, but back in the nineties, early two thousands, a strong strain of like Nazi punks in mm. like Tampa and specifically St. Pete. I mean, there was a, a legion of them in St. Pete. So we played in Tampa a lot. So you get like the van would roll <laughs> like five of them. And if there was ever one Nazi punk, there was five. They never traveled alone because, <laughs> you know, because uh, that's how that would go. But uh, at, in our scene and in places we played, like, we had enough of us that, like, I mean, there'd be fights and we'd, we'd get them out. Like, like, yeah. And we're lucky they, they wore uniforms. So, like, not, not, <laughs> not, not, a, full, not a full Nazi uniform. But, but, but like, they were kind of stupid because they'd be, like, they put, like, red laces in their Doc Martens. So if yeah. you saw a guy with red laces and a shaved head, you're like, Hey, bitch. And you just go take care of them. Yeah. Um, but I wonder how they dealt with the infiltration like that. I, I, I don't know if it was an infiltration it be because hard. it was hard. I think uh, uh, so. This is what I heard is like, I mean, and I'm not familiar with it enough to really speak 100%. Yeah. So this is just off the cuff. What I think is that there was some some drama people that were into the whole scene and they realized, Hey, people are getting freaky and there's a lot of young, uh, yeah. young people coming in here without a lot of fucking ideas and, and strong, um, 
personalities and strong mentality yeah. that they can resist my fucking I'm gonna give them a little fucking alcohol and, and take advantage of them and to me that fucking just I mm. right now my fucking muscles are getting tense because that's something that I just I hate and I hated my yeah. whole life and I mean I've been in many fights where I've I've as a youth where it's like I saw someone taking advantage of another person yeah. and it's like motherfucker that's not right I've and I got the same thing. I've got the protector thing going on too. And I just can't like that. That makes me mad just thinking about it. Yeah. And, and when I hear me off, when I hear people talk about this, especially when it was like, you know, it, like I want to say the queer uh, community talking about like they would, they would go into these and then they would see these, these white people, uh, or, um, straight white people. Just, yeah. Taking over and, 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 you know, trying yeah. to run fucking, you know, run it like, yeah. like a fucking yeah. Gestapo and like, sure. oh, well, I'm in charge. If you don't fucking blow me, you can't yeah. do this. And I was like, motherfucker, yeah. it'd be like, yeah, I'm going to fucking yeah. rip your fucking nuts off. And, and to me, when I hear shit like that, it's like, God damn fucking people give us such a bad name. And it, it irritated me so bad that I, I you know. That when I hear them say, oh, the cis white people and they're like, oh, motherfucker, they're, they're talking about those dudes, but I'm still in yeah. that group. How does motherfuckers give me a bad name and I can't punch them in the face? Correct. <laughs> so, so oh, yeah. And, and so that I wonder how much, how many people had a bad experience because of this. And, and, you know, they talked, they go back to talking about the virgin experience and, and, you know, this is what I heard going before. It was like, you know, uh, they would talk about people that were like, they would literally just be so fucking mean and so fucking, you know, aggro about it. It's like, wait, these people are here in a potential to fucking join your cause and join your fucking group of like, Oh my God, this is fun. And this is how shit should be. And you're going to fucking treat them bad. And, and that to me started me thinking is like, Oh, okay. So, I mean, is, is that really what just happens most of the time is, is, is like, you're not me. So I'm going to fucking treat you bad. Even if you're trying to be part of my group. And, and it's just like I think, I think, it's, I think it's I think it's you know? social dynamics that that yeah. are ingrained in us. It's that whole thing of like what like a, a group of more than eighteen people is unmanageable or whatever that stat is. Like it's that whole thing where I think that like it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, whether it's the U.S. government or the Rocky Horror Picture Show scene or the rave scene or the club scene. I don't care what it is. If you get enough humans together they will start to like stratify and they will start to invite and they will start to gatekeep and they will start to call out uh, their, they'll, they'll find a scapegoat. There's people that need to be uh, dealt with because uh, that's a microcosm of society. And I think that that kind of happens. And, I, and I've heard of that happening in, you know, there's a point now where, you know, one thing my brother and I were talking about a long time ago was how the actual like, gatekeepers of the Rocky Horror community now make it so impossible, right? Like for you to come in, it feels almost like you've got to pay your dues to be part yeah. of Yeah. It's like something that, I, that that was promoted as inclusive becomes exclusive uh, over time. Yeah. Um, I, I get the feeling for that. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I, I mean, and maybe I, that's a natural reaction to, to what you're talking about, Noah, where like, you know, it maybe there was a beginning where it was literally just so communistic and like perfect and everybody was like nice to each other and there was an understanding. But when you have these straight dudes walking in trying to take advantage of girls, getting yeah. applied with alcohol and all this shit, and now now you've got to start squinting at people being like, Are you friend or foe? When yeah. you're in your community. And well, that has it, to be cold followings cold followings kind of have that evolution. <laughs> they start as something that feels, you know, when you're a part of it. It's like, man, this is something special. I'm unique. 
And then when yeah. more more and more people catch on, you start feeling less and less unique. It's like, oh, this is <laughs> everybody too wants big to be for me. Indi- yeah, everyone wants to be an individual like everybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was no it? I think, I think with like like I think like uh, what in the span of a year and a half. Uh, Kurt Cobain saw himself in a uh, very tight music scene full of like indie people uh, into becoming gigantic into seeing guys with like, you know, like like muscle men show up to his show and then hearing reading a news article about how two men raped a girl in a trailer seeing on the poly the whole time. Yeah. And so you look at the evolution of like literally it went from it's just us to it's everyone's two people misused my song in, yeah. in a way that is indescribably awful. Uh, and you have to live with that. And I think yeah. that, and that just happened in a year and a half. I mean, I think so. I mean, like I'm sure it didn't take long for things to get rough, but I, but I think go, going back to the film itself, and I think the overall positive impact I think is that, Oh, for sure. It, it did. It did like, it just, it helped. And, that, and that's why whenever I kind of hear some, you know, and what's, let's be honest nowadays, it's all about hot takes. Oh, the harder sure. to take the right. <laughs> so, so you'll wind up being like, oh, you know, the entire film's problematic because, bleh, right? And it's because you're the first one you think that said that on Twitter today, and you're going to get the retweets. <laughs> I don't uh, understand. At the end Twitter of the day, like, oh, <laughs> my wife uses the hell out of it, and I'm, I, I'm always like, well, give me stuff off Twitter. Like, 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 like I'll, I'll, I'll be like, I saw this funny meme on Instagram, and she's yeah. like, she's like. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That was on Twitter two weeks ago. And I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> like, I just feel like, so I, but I can't, I, I'm, I'm such a completionist that t- I can't use Twitter because I don't get to see it all. Yeah. So it's so I, crazy. I can't, with, I can't do it. I just, so I, so I opt out. I don't, I don't know. Like, it I'm like, seems I'm so like, angry no, I'm too. opt out of that Rocky Horror Picture Show live show. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm out. Like, like, no, I'm out. Yeah, I know. I can't I don't do need it. no big V on my forehead. Oh. I'm I don't gone. care if I get to kiss the girl. You guys are going to do some crazy shit. I can't do it. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you. It it took my daughter to get us on Instagram as a as a podcast, yeah. and uh, and and I still Dad, am... Dad, you have to do it. Dad, you have to go on Instagram. I'm sorry, I can't have you not well, on Instagram. <laughs> she she and then she abandoned us. Like she was supposed to be like kind of like helping me out and stuff, and then she just like bolted. I'm like, oh, you suck. All right, that's it. I'm not buying yeah. you beers no more. You sucker. Sink or swim, <laughs> sink or swim. Um, does any does anybody have an absolute favorite song from Rocky Horror Picture Show? You know, so originally I would have said Time Warp just because that was the one yeah. I kind of heard the most. And then watching the show, um, the other one I'd heard was the the Sweet Transvestite from Transylvania, yeah. yeah. and that was a that was a pretty cool one. Um, and then after listening to all the podcasts, people kept talking about the first one, the um, uh, double feature. Yeah, science, uh, science fiction double feature. And so yeah. I, I listened to it right before this podcast, and I was like, God damn, that's pretty cool. I like that, that a lot. And that was sung by Riff Raff, the 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 yeah, yeah. Sugar Brian. Yep. <laughs> that, those yeah. weren't his, those you, his lips, you, but uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Patricia Quinn. But if you if you go back and um, if you go on YouTube and search it, you can find uh, he made a demo tape of some of those songs, like back in like '73, like when he was like writing it, and he's got some of the narrative bits that the narrator says, like mm. on a night out and all this stuff <laughs> like that. And he says between the songs. It is wild how much science fiction double feature is actually like just a David Bowie song. Like when he oh, plays okay. it on acoustic guitar, it sounds like a early seventies David Bowie acoustic song. 
Well, this right is now. inspired by glam rock at the time of the early oh, 70s. Yeah, exactly. David Bowie. No, and like, really? Well, they said something about David Bowie even potentially playing Frank no, at no, one point. No, that was, point, uh, you know? that was uh, uh, Rolling Stones. That was Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger well, wanted yeah. to play Frank. But I think it was based off, like, they they said it was a lot based off of David Bowie, hoping he would play it kind of okay. thing, not not necessarily. Yeah, the, I, I could see, I could see, like, I mean, at the time, I mean, like, like David Bowie's, like, Ziggy Stardust personality was, like, so the makeup oh, artist for sorry. David Bowie was the one who did the makeup for the movie. Yes. Yes. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I would say in all, though, like if I if I had to like put on one song for it, I would probably say the Time Warp just because it's it. It just is yeah. one of those ones that you can't help but kind of get into it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it tells you how to fucking do the dance. It's like the fucking <laughs> Dougie, I mean, you know, it tells you how to do the dance. <laughs> I, I don't think I've listened to the soundtrack without without watching the movie. So, uh, mm. but 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 for me, I, I over and over again, I've been watching Sweet Transvestite just because of the way Tim Curry yeah. sings it. I mean, oh, he's got so sure. much animation in his in his in his face. The way he moves is so free flowing and expressive. And yes, and and it's amazing. And I know that's you know a, a song that's. That's gotten probably some of the most oh. airplay uh, outside of Time Warp, but it is so oh, amazing to watch. Yeah. Like, oh, and like, there's, there's a, and, and Tim Curry just throughout the whole movie, it's why <laughs> it's hard because my wife and I have debated this. Like, what's your favorite song? And both of us go, okay, cool. That's an asshole question. All right. Uh, <laughs> and then, we, then we try to figure it out. And like, it's hard not to pick a Curry song because you, like you're saying, Steve, you have the memories of him from the movie. Like, right. And literally the way, like, there's just little moments, like the way that he, um, like when it, in Sweet Dreams of Us, like when it gets into, uh, uh, the part where Brad is like, you know, excuse yeah. me, can we use your phone? And all yeah. that stuff. How Curry, Curry goes, Curry like gets a, a thing of water yeah. and drinks it. And he starts shaking hands with the people that are there while Brad's yeah. talking. That just, that's amazing. Like when, when, when I hear the Brad part in that, I see Curry like, oh, oh, charmed, I'm sure. Like yeah. these people like, and he just like throws the water in the camera and like yeah, comes exactly. right back. I mean, it's so great. Um, God, I, I have a weird, um, so I, I feel like I have a, a it's almost like how some countries have a political capital and an economic capital. I feel like I have a favorite like song and then a favorite like music, like the music of the like the perform the recorded performance of the musicians is my favorite. I would say that my favorite just and this is probably not my ultimate favorite, but you know, it's up there, would be um I Can Make You a Man. Like Tim Curry's performance in that song is <laughs> all the little laughing he does like it, you like if you just put it on just put it on the soundtrack just listen to it, that song just the recording of it he like giggles throughout it and stuff in these like perfect ways i just don't think you can do he like starts he's he's singing in a way that he you could tell he's smiling when he's doing it oh right and it's just amazing uh and then music performances touch me because that rhythm section's tight on Touch Me, <laughs> Like, th that kick drum and that bass is locked down in that first verse. Like, I'm, I, yes, I get really into that. But yeah, I, I kind of well, love them all, except for Sword of Damocles. I hate that song because <laughs> I heard, and I, and I was never able to track down whether, whether this was true or not, but it's one of those things you hear about a movie and then you, it kind of permanently scars you a little bit. I heard that there was talk of trying to get Iggy Pop to play rock. Oh. Oh. And to get Iggy Pop to sing sort of Damocles, which, like, I heard that. I just couldn't see it the same way again. I was like, 
that should have been fucking Iggy Pop. Like, yeah, he would be I don't great. see how that's not like Iggy Pop. You know, he wasn't a bulky muscle man, but n- neither is the guy they got to play Rocky. He's yeah, not, he's like, a smaller guy. He's, he's a smaller a guy, but he's cut. He's, he's cut. He's cut. He's cut. Now, Iggy that, was that cut, motherfucker bro. was doing push-ups between takes. I'll give him that. Dude, he was literally. He was, I was tri- checking like, out them triceps. I was like, oh, those them bro, tight. But and those <laughs> deltoids, bro. It when, they, when they oil him up, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And he's got no belly button, so that's you know that's attractive too. It's important. Yep. He actually lip synced to someone else singing it during the during yes. the filming, and then they came back and redubbed all his vocals and the and the uh, and his dialogue too. I think uh, with someone yeah, else. Yeah. I I just I don't like the vocal performance. It almost sounds to me like the guy who did. I think that's Trevor White or something is his name. It's nothing on that that performer. It, it's really about just. It sounds a little like Iggy Pop. And that, but not that good Iggy Pop. And that makes me mad. And that that just makes me think about Iggy Pop. And then that makes me realize that, that song. I mean, this song's probably the weakest song in general, songwriting wise, in my opinion. But it doesn't help that it's performed by a session singer, and then Peter Winwood, who plays Rocky, mimes it, and he's awful at miming. <laughs> and it's just, he's so awkward. Um, I guess it plays up to the fact that he's. You know, been created in seven days, I guess. But I, yeah, he was an infant, man. He the guy was like two, yeah. what, two, three minutes old when he started singing that. Give him yeah. some, give him some break. I like so uh, I, Columbia. Uh, her her vocals in uh, <laughs> in on the floor stage the uh, were really yes. I thought that was good. I didn't hear anything once nipples came out. My my ears shut up. I, I really okay. Lost. <laughs> I, I just got I got a gush on for a minute is. Barry Boswick and Susan Sarandon, their harmonies, their two-part harmonies in any song they sing in is gorgeous. Um, there's a light. Like, that two-part in that song is stupid good. Um, uh, no, I'm a sucker for two-part harmony. I don't know about you, Steve, but, like, if you get a tight two-part harmony, I, 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 I become a dog and I just sit down and I just do this number. And I just listen for, like, 20 years. Um I, I sing yeah. some songs with my daughter and I struggle with trying to find the harmony that kind of balances it out. I'm not good at, at, at trying I've to listen to them. They're together. good. They're good. They're good. <laughs> but, um, don't, 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 don't trick yourself. Well, no, I'm just talking about, you talk about harmony and where you're having to, to try to balance. They're the on SoundCloud. Yeah, they we, we they put work out together. A, I wasn't that big into either Barry Boswick or Susan Sarandon's vocals, but I didn't, I didn't pay as much attention to the harmonies. And so now I think I want to go back and listen to that. Cause sometimes you can have vocals that don't quite work on their own, but when you put them together, yeah. they hit it right. You know, they, they it's kind of like well some together. ham and cheese going on, man. I, he, like, <laughs> Boswick, Boswick has this, um, uh, I would say peanut butter and jelly, but I hate peanut butter. It's really weird. Uh, but uh, Barry Boswick has this like falsetto, like tremolo going on. That's like really great. Um, and I'm just a big fan, and I just didn't know Susan. I mean, previous to um, uh, seeing it on VH1 and being like, I know Susan Sarandon could sing, and I. And it, and, she does and a really good I, job. Uh, she does, and like once again, floor show. Her her vocals in the floor show are great. Um, I don't know. I like like and Touch Me is great. Uh, my wife's not the biggest fan of Touch Me. I, I think like Touch Me, like, except for it's kind of a rapey. It's a little rapey. I mean, it just I I don't know the whole like. Yeah, but, I, they're saying like, but they, but the thing that they want it though, like well, but she's kind of forcing whole... herself on him. Yeah. I'm saying it's, it's it's kind of that reverse well. rapey. Let's let's call it reverse rapey, which really doesn't happen a lot. No, are you being woke? 
<laughs> no, no, I, I sleep a lot. No, I need, I, no, I need, I need you. I, I need you to get this critical race theory off 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 my podcast. But uh, no, <laughs> I think, I think, I, I think that, I think that, um, yeah, no, I, I guess I didn't really think of it from that perspective. I like. So I, I, guess, I mean, I kind of came into it was because I listened to. Made, I listened to a lot of people talk about those other scenes, and I was like, it, this whole thing is kind it. of like pushing themselves on other people like she just kind of like comes up oh you're hurt oh well now fuck feel me up and now like i'm gonna jump on your bone her her face i i love it because it's so overacted but like i've seen the movie so many times i just have like (laughs) still images of every frame the when when, when she you know rips off part of her like skirt oh right right uh, and rocky puts his hand on her hand and she looks off and she looks like to the side like is anyone watching then she looks at Rocky, and then she looks to the side again. Something about her face in that moment, her mouth kind of like a jar. Aww. I love that. That's just Aww. so perfect to me. I love it because she's like, she's like, but should I? Yeah. Oh, but he's hot. Yeah. I don't know about Brad, and it's all there for me. Uh, that I guess I just go right through the right through the. I just part. I just was going through the whole idea of like they were talking about <laughs> what was going on, and I was like, yeah, everybody's just kind of pushing themselves on like like. Yes, there's consent, yeah. but it's kind of like forced consent in a lot of ways. For and sure. I'm just, and I, I'm just looking at in the the 2021 idea well, of for like sure. what is what. Oh, I mean, now, I, although you watch I, a lot of this stuff, and when you you get kind of turned on by some of the stuff, and then you start questioning, should I be turned on? I mean, then it's doing it. its job. And the movie's <laughs> like, that's exactly what we want. We want to get you turned it, on. It's, it's, and, oh, and I, I was start, full uh, on turned on by Janet. I was you, like, yeah, making, I'm like, you question it all. I, I think, I think, like, I think, like, well, I mean, if you look at it too, like, I mean, I mean, there's there's nothing more forceful than than what winds up happening in film in the floor show because these people, right. everybody's verse in the floor show, is about how I was normal. And then I met Frank, and yeah. now I'm like being coerced into being like his like sex slaves forever. Yeah, um, they come across I don't want as to like be. marionettes too, just the way that. Oh yeah, around. yeah, oh totally, totally. Yeah. I don't want to be, but I am. But it also feels good. And you're like, well, that's <laughs> right. really complicated. I don't know how to. I, mean, I don't know about that. We haven't even talked about what what Frank did to Rocky. Right now, that's fucking pure rape. I mean, the guy was fucking chained down, fucking ass up on the bed. You're not wrong. Like, I mean, come on. And he's a fucking infant. I think child fucking rape. I think I think Noah's about to cancel Frank, dude. I don't know, Steve. You thought that's how this was gonna go, but I think Noah's about to cancel him, man. Like, I mean, he made a fucking sex toy that can talk back to him. Oh yeah, he absolutely did. But it's like, yeah, but we all give him a break. Like, well, no, he's funny. He's got he some great sounds. He gave him half a brain, at least, you know. <laughs> yeah, Riff Raff didn't give him a break. You know what I'm saying? Riff Raff yeah. shot his ass. Oh, fuck, for sure. Right. Riff Raff was like, like no. Nah. Like, put him down. Yeah, but did this, Riff Raff come up so, jealous? Like, like I wanted to be chained down. He, uh, that would have been, been me. <laughs> Well, he said what, he said something at the end that made him sound jealous, like like. Yeah. Oh, so that yeah, was, it's when Magenta says, uh, uh, "Didn't oh, you, you like killed him?" him. Yeah. They, they liked you and he's like they never liked me yeah. right that's what it was you know, yeah. Like, yeah like i think yeah like i think riffraff yeah for sure riffraff was scorn riffraff was like i wanted to be tied down i would have i would have done that <laughs> well, i mean imagine, i got gold <laughs> underwear <laughs> i would love i would love to death I, it, it'll never happen ever in my life but um I would love to have a like Rocky Horror prequel because I would love to oh, know because imagine like so they were ostensibly uh on a mission from right? 
Transylvania, they, <laughs> to come to Earth to do something. Yeah. When but they what landed was it? in their castle ship, <laughs> your boy went full apocalypse now, like back in the back in the river, like come find your boy in the tent, like shaved head, like in the sweat, like in, in the fire. You don't even know what's going on with, 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 with your boy, Frank. And right. he, I guess, stretched that out to the limit. I think yeah. that. No, but Jenta obviously in the movie says like she just wants to go home. She's like, yeah, I'm tired of being here. Where, where like, are we my going? My plants are dying. I I got to get home and water them. <laughs> yeah, and Frank's like, oh no, just 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 one more seduction. Yeah, like, one more mass seduction, and I'll be good. Oh my god, um, that that is so on point. Yeah, that's yeah, literally like, all he was. Be good. Okay, all right. Well, so here's another question I had. Who the fuck were those other people? I've heard them referred to as the Transylvanians. So they weren't aliens because they didn't go back with them on the trip. They're referred to as groupies too, I think. So, you know. Yeah, no, it's, I, it's just I, weird as them, fuck. I've heard them more commonly referred to as Transylvanians. The, all those people in the movie uh, were fr- also from the stage show. Yeah, they were people that had played in the stage show but too. I mean, they have they had a. a I a think spot the Transylvanians. My head theory, my head canon, is I think that the Transylvanians have kind of. They've infiltrated Earth, and so they're just around, and they're all really weird, right? So so basically, like, anyone who's, like, mega weird is probably a Transylvanian. And Frank has the annual Transylvanian convention oh, okay. at his and they house, all, they, they all and they come all in. drive up, and then he's like, a uh, peace out. Because after he kills Eddie, that party, <laughs> that party ends. That's my favorite Fuck, part. Right? Everybody's like, oh, he's killing motherfuckers. Let's go. It's, it's time to go. I've, I've, so, gotten, I've gotten way too in the weeds with like the, 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 the background of the story to this because I find it interesting where I've asked, like, I've been talking to my wife and I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be on the back porch. She'll walk back. They'll be like, okay, I was just thinking about this, especially getting ready for this show. I go, I go, do you think the seats in the, in the theater for the floor show were intended for like the Transylvanians to sit in? Like, <laughs> do you, or, or do you, but, but it's weird because after he kills Eddie, it seems like they all dis, they all depart. And yeah. the, uh, and the, the narrator says after everyone leaves, which means it was that was Rocky's unveiling. Was that like the grand end of the convention? That was like the, the big keynote end event. Where they gotcha. meant to sit in those seats in the floor. Oh, yeah. And she, she's my sex she boy. Agreed. <laughs> Never yeah. home. No. She looks at me and she's like, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's important. <laughs> did and I'm like, see... I'm like, but it, but it is. <laughs> did, uh, did anyone see shock treatment? The one that, uh, yeah. I've heard never, about it, but I never seen it. I heard it's I've horrible. Never, I've heard, I've heard about it. I've, I've heard it's terrible. I've never had the heart to watch it because I, I just wonder if it goes into any backstory. It's supposed to be the same world as Rocky sequel, Horror, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's supposed to be a sequel with Brad and Janet. Like what happens to them afterwards? Okay, uh, which I feel like I feel like borderline that wasn't needed because yeah. you know what happens to Brad and Janet afterwards. It's like, like mm, weakest characters. Like, yeah, let's go into their story. <laughs> they obviously live forward in some kind of weird like polyamorous relationship or something like that probably like i think Jan- janet starts like uh pegging him like she totally like puts oh, a wig on with some lipstick they're, and stuff. They're, oh they're irrevocably changed that's why i'm so mad that they that they cut superheroes from the from the american cut because that's the song where you see them crawling around in like the pit left by that house yeah and they're uh, brad has a verse uh, janet has a verse and those verses are like darkest darkest fuck and they're basically like oh i'm fucked up yeah, like, I didn't. So it's not am, in the it's I not in the version up. that I watched. Um, no, it's not in the U.S. version. I don't know why they would have put it on that the DVD? in the U.S. version. Do you have it on the DVD? It is on the it is on the DVD. I didn't watch it until till Ryan sent it, and I was like, oh, I but I heard a lot about it. Noah, 
yeah. in Messenger. Because I was like, yeah, oh, I, I don't know if you watch the American version, but you might not want to see this. It's two minutes long, but it's it, it's in, it's in that gap where you know the ship takes off. Yeah, and then I, it it's the very to, end of the movie. I saw it in the a, script. I saw it in the script because I I because yeah, it's an awkward cut. Along. I don't I don't know why they cut it. It's an awkward cut too because the sure. ship takes off, and then all of a sudden you hear this like Pink Floyd jam start up, and then the narrator comes on with his last little bit, and there's supposed to be a song there where Superheroes like come you know feast like to taste Brad and Janet flesh. sing about how <laughs> fucked up they are. Yeah, and how like. This is basically lit fires and awakened demons in them that are still feeding. Like, that's like the most poignant line I feel like in the whole movie. The beast is feeding. It's like that's insane. Like you realize basically that like that's ignited something and at least Janet, that's like that's just not gonna go away. Like, that's forever. And that's not even mentioned in Dr. Scott. I mean, yeah, come to come to feast to taste the flesh not yet deceased, too. That's kinda kind of crazy that's I, they it, it's interesting in the script they Probably wrote is. out all the lyrics in the in the script um that and looks like it's all i guess it makes sense because this was all written yeah. uh at, after the production after the stage production so they just kind of integrated yeah. into this um there was another yeah. song that uh i guess brad sang after he had had sex with uh frank uh when he's smoking the cigarette mm-hmm. too that that yeah. uh that was cut uh, I think they've got the lyrics in there. I don't know if that was in the stage show. But... Uh, it may yeah. have been. Um, I've actually, it's funny, somehow, I knew of that song, but I've somehow never heard it. Because I, I don't know if it was filmed. I don't know if it was either, yeah. Like, so I might I might go back uh, maybe to see if it's in the stage show. But um, the demo, if you if you search Rocky Horror uh, Picture Show demo tape, definitely worth your time to hear like the proto versions of the songs with Richard O'Brien. It's pretty great. So I remember you said you said that the the Doom of Damocles or not I'm sorry the Sword of Damocles was your your yeah. least favorite song. Um, yeah. For me that kind of struck a nerve and I, and I know I sent you the um, the audio books for the the Dresden Files. Yes. And I think he gets he he's under the uh, the Doom of Damocles early in that yes. book and so as soon as I heard that I was like oh shit what the fuck is that and so. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like that's some le- legit history it, it's like you know and I was like oh well, okay. It's a it's a smart it's a smart musical. There is a lot of yes. cool stuff in there. Like it's a very intellectual thing because there's all these like references to you know like Rocky you know like uh, being like like the, like almost like a Greek god and then there's all these like right. uh, uh, references to that and like even the setting. Um, is that Atlas, right? Like holding the world, mm-hmm. like, yeah. like, 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 right. Like literally is behind the bed in the yeah. <laughs> somber bridal suite, which I don't think I've ever laughed harder. Whenever he says like, when they retire to his somber bridal suite, I laughed my ass <laughs> off. Cause that's exactly what that was. That was a somber bridal suite. There is no other way to say that. There's no, um, well, when you're chained to the bed ass up, there's no happiness about it. You're pretty no, damn somber. No, no, granted, like, I mean, I always thought that that was kind of like a, hey, uh, I, well, this, God, this is going to sound terrible. Um, <laughs> but it's, I feel like it's almost like a Rocky baby gate. And that, that, it, that's what makes this sound even worse. It sounds even worse than when I, when I I'm like, I, that sounds like that's nasty. But I think that's literally because I don't think that he was chained down like during the events. I think that afterwards, 
Frank was like, well, I don't want you like wandering around. Because, <laughs> like, you're, you're just seven hours old in the song or whatever. So like, right. I feel like you're going to wander around and I want to keep you here. So I think it's a Rocky <laughs> baby gate, which does not make what he did any better, but I, I, I don't necessarily think it was, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's, it's, it's no, just I, as bad as you think. I, there, I, I, don't, I don't think there's, there's no good way to spin that. Like, there's no, there's like, no, there's no spin. At, at least I'm incapable of it. Like, I, I can't do it. I, I don't, I don't know any way you could like make that sound. Like, oh yeah, no, he he had sex with a seven year or seven hour seven old. Hour old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and and like the whole time he's running from him before it. It's like. You know, which I thought uh, it's oh, yeah. funny because it, it's it's horrible and it's funny at the same time, which is bad. But like he's yeah. running, he's running from him because he's like, I don't know what this fucking freak is doing. Oh, and he's like trying to grab his leg and kiss it. And but it's it, you're laughing at it at the same time. You're like, oh my god, yeah, I'm a horrible sure. person because I'm laughing at this shit. But I don't think it, it, as an weird. audience, as an audience, we're not necessarily trying to defend Frankenfurter. I mean, he murders. Uh, <laughs> Eddie, you know, with, with, you know, and yeah, they do that right in front of your face and he comes out and he, you know, says something and then immediately gets turned on by Rocky. But, but yeah. so, so we can kind of split hairs on whether or not it's rape or not, or whether or not it's sure it's, it's, it's child molestation because of the, because of Rocky being so young, but, but in the, in the end he is still, you know, he's a murderer, you know, uh, yes. cold blooded. So there's no question that, uh, he, but he's he still looked creates, at by the populace mostly as like a, a fucking. Which okay, well, so go well, well sure, but you you could you could say you could say the same thing. You could, you could say uh, one of my pet, pet peeves in in culture is how Hunter S. Thompson is held up as this like anti like this anti-hero like like when uh fear and loathing in las vegas came out people were like oh hunter s thompson's so cool oh what a cool guy <laughs> yeah no that people that guy hunter s thompson was an absolute prick he would regularly drug people and himself so i guess that even playing field even though he used way more <laughs> drugs than the people he would drug so he had a way better tolerance and he would do terrible things to people it's, it's even depicted in fear and loathing. Like he takes yeah. that woman's art or whatever, like burns it and shit. Like that's the kind of guy he was, but there's this thing where people, um, they don't understand. They, they, they can't, uh, interpret, um, uh, uh, what, what a film is trying to say. It's why people think that, uh, Al Pacino is a hero in Scarface, right? Like, oh, for sure. Like you see all these people like, Oh yeah. Scarface, man. Tony, Tony my little friend. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no, he's, he's a monster. It's shown easily exactly. that he's a monster. Um, uh, when you're young, I always say, I think I said this on the podcast several times. Uh, when you're young and immature, you think Michael Douglas and falling down is a hero. You think that he's mm. like, he just stopped his car. Now, you know, 50 cents is too much for a Coke and I want breakfast at 10 AM and he you know, was going to shoot the guy or whatever. But when you get older, you realize, oh no, he's he's nuts. He he's he's mm -hmm. like, he's not the antihero. He he's he's a he's a villain. Um, I feel like you could dice either way, kind of on Frank about that. But the movie winds up, it has this like weird universe going on in it where all that feels like fair play. It, it like was <laughs> it comes, it's so a B movie. Up. Yeah, it's it's it. Yeah, yeah, it's told through that vein, right? Where well, like like Frank it's a parody, has to be like part. it's a parody, yeah. Yes, yeah. And the Indian part, the, the Indian yeah. really pays a lot to like, oh, he's more of a victim because they kill him, right? So he becomes, you know, the I don't want to say martyr, but you know, in a way, it's like, oh, he no, he he was he was the good guy, and these guys are bad. It's like, well, no, 
we, we he really wasn't well, but but i mean it, it, it is what i mean it's it's the greek tragedy i think right it's that yes of like of like he could like he like frank could have been great because frank learns how to make life Frank learns yeah. the secret to making life. Frank, uh, there's a throwaway line where Dr. Scott says, like, uh, the Medusa machine and the yeah. transporter, that, he, that somehow Frank, oh, he says something like, transport something through on, you know, many yeah. time ourselves, through uh, space and time. And he's like, yes, that's right, Brad, something we've been working on ourselves for a very long time, but somehow <laughs> right. he's found the secret. And I love in that scene where he says, but somehow he's, our friend has figured it out. Frank's just sitting on the edge of the tank, like, like, yeah, I figured it out. Because Frank's genius. <laughs> Doesn't he say a mental mind fuck, mental mind fuck can be nice? He says that, and that's it can kind be of nice. The- yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's. Well, I think. I think that's part of it. So, so, so when he is climbing the curtain and gets shot off it, and then Rocky comes to his rescue and pulls the whole, uh, you know, uh, arc, uh, the whole King Kong thing on the, yeah, arc, yeah, right, the, right, right. the whole nine yards. It's the tragedy. I think of the whole thing yeah. is that Frank obviously was brilliant, but had fallen into. Uh, such a deep hole of just he got caught up in those orgasms. He did. He you know, just uh, like he every other seventeen-year-old that fucking figures it out. Was like, oh shit! Like I'm oh, gonna pull oh, this. That's a thing. <laughs> that's what it does. Yeah. Oh shit! I'm gonna pull this off until I get fucking blisters. Well, and the genius <laughs> genius of Tim Curry's performance is that he can pull off murder and rape and child molestation and all these things. Sure. And you still end the movie, you know, <laughs> wanting to be. Uh, Frankenfurter, you know, really connecting with that and being yeah. conflicted about it. I think that's a big part of it. I think if he played it uh, where it wasn't as um, engaging, if you if you walked out and said, yeah. oh, I didn't really care for him, but I shouldn't have because yeah. he was the he was the villain, it just wouldn't have resonated. But here we're conflicted with those feelings, and that's what makes for it sure. resonate. Yeah, you want to you want you want to like Frank, you 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 because he, he's he's so charming. Like just the scene when he when he when he's up in the lab and Frank and uh, and Brad and Janet come up the elevator, just when he like shakes their hands and he starts yeah. talking to them, he's charming the shit out of them, both of them. Oh, he's charming as fuck the whole time. Curry is like amazing in that, and and everybody else too. Boswick and especially Sarandon, like giggling and like playing off of yes. like, looking at Brad and like straightening back up, like all that stuff is so good. But like just the way he's like, do you have any tattoos, Brad? How about you? Just all that stuff is like so good, and I I agree. I think that you keep wanting to root for Frank. You want Frank so enigmatic. You want to. You want to. You want to support him. But the worse he does, the the harder that you know gets uh, to pull off. And Noah, we've talked about a lot of this in our MCU podcast, where we talk about the villains, the ones that you can't. You you start to understand are the most interesting villains, the ones that that you can connect with. Maybe uh, maybe uh, where he's the villain. but you still love him, Loki. Wow. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. Yeah, that's a thing. And I, I think, I think it's it's done more illustrated, uh, kind of perfectly once again. Because I, I'm just convinced that Rocky Horror is like mega genius, um, and Richard O'Brien's a genius for this. At the end, so so when when Riff Raff's gonna gonna basically corrects after he, like, he lets him sing that whole song, which I, I think that's great. <laughs> he lets him sing the whole "I'm coming home" thing and like take take and like and like you know nod to the crowd and basically the, he's like, "Oh no, I'm gonna kill you. I'm sorry. Yeah. We got crossed up." When I said we're going back, I meant me and my sister, not yeah. you. <laughs> when he backs him up and he's like, you know, say hello to Oblivion and all that yeah. stuff, Brad <laughs> says, "What's his crime?" Which oh. I think is awesome. And then Dr. Scott says, well, you saw what became of Eddie. Like, he has to remind Brad in that last scene of all the terrible shit he that, killed someone, that yeah. Frank did. Frank, 
he saw Frank seduced him. Like, like that's how that went. Like, like. Well, I mean, I mean he he, was, he went down on on Brad and, and sure and got him to fucking yep. you know heaven. So and, I mean, Brad, that's all he knew about. I don't think he knows that. I've asked myself this many. This is another one that my wife goes, Ryan. That doesn't matter. Um, I don't know if Frank, if, if Brad ever had a chance to know that she slept with Frank. That that true, true. I don't like. He might have flipped on that, but but she he knows about Rocky, right? Rocky. So he knows that she did that she cheated on him, basically, and she oh, knows fuck, that he you're right, you're cheated right. on her. Because she saw him smoking the cigarette with, with I love that shot. That's the best ever. I love that he like looks back and like says something to Frank, and Frank's just like nods, and he's like, anyway, like, like hanging out. <laughs> um, so yeah, but even at the end, after and remember, like, you know, he's got Brad in tow the rest of the movie. Like, like mm-hmm. Brad comes up the elevator. Brad's there when Doctor he sees it when Doctor Scott comes in when they find Janet and uh, Rocky. Brad's around for all that, but Brad's the one that says like, "You're going to kill him. What's his crime?" And like Doctor Scott has to be like, "He killed my nephew." Yeah. Like he, he you know why? My nephew. He never, he never slept with Doctor Scott. He might have that's, forgot that shit. If, if he, so, no. so that's the problem. Is is Frank's got a a, yeah. a, a handicap issue? Like he can't be with a handicap guy. Well, maybe, right? maybe that's why. Uh, maybe that's why Doctor. He never Scott seduced him. Maybe Frank had his way, and it ended up. <laughs> You know, causing a handicap with. He went deep stuff. and hit that spine. <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, I mean. I just, I just love, I just love the fact that the damn Medusa device switch pops over and it wakes Doctor. Oh, Scott and the D, the, the D, the D Medusa, the D Medusa. Yeah, the yeah, fact that they have the D Medusa, the D Medusa. I love that that knife switch just falls over and then all of a sudden Doctor Scott's like, Ugh, we've got to get out of this trap. <laughs> it's like my favorite shit because like I just. That his whole monologue during that part, and then when he, when he like pulls the leg up out of the blanket, like yeah. I, the first time I, I think that could have been the moment when I saw it on VH1 that I literally said like I've got to find a copy of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like the minute that old man is like, "Unto my life will be lived," he does that for the thrills, and like that leg comes up. I'm like, I, "What? Where is this? Like, where's a copy <laughs> okay. of this movie?" So I had a huge letdown in this movie because uh, okay. we had the ni- we had the nipple slips uh, from sure. um, um, I can't think of her name Columbia. now. Uh, Columbia, yeah. and then they had the statues, right? And first off, the statues were naked sure. at first. I'm like, well, those are some very good sure. statues. Then they show them on stage, and the statue that was for Janet had this circular kind of web-looking thing over her boob, right? Like it was like just a circular, like a ring that would have been over the the nipple with some webs sure. that came out. And I'm like, oh, she's gonna come up in that outfit. But then when she comes oh, yeah. back to life, she's back in the just regular corset. I'm like, oh, yeah. motherfuckers, switch it up on. I'm like, because uh-huh. I was like, because I saw, uh, you know, I saw uh, Columbia come up and I'm like, and then she has her nipples up. I'm like, oh, OK, sure. this is kind of show. I'm, I'm good with that. And then I was like, motherfuckers, let me down. All right. Now I got to listen to this singing. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I, I enjoyed the show. Uh, I really did. I think the beginning definitely has a, a stronger uh, draw to it with the songs and, yeah. and the, the, the emotion for it. It definitely slows down and becomes a, 
a story at the end where you 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 dialing in and figuring out what oh, shit's for going sure. on. But yeah, it has for re-watch, rewatchability, and I think you know I watched it twice. This and the first time I agree with you. The first really resonated, and it got slower. The second time I was much more engaged towards the end because I started picking really okay and understanding. I didn't watch it twice. I, I I tried. I tried to do the 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 audience participation. I got about five minutes in that, and Ooh. I'm like, no, I got to go punch something. I went and did some martial arts in the backyard. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> so. No, don't, uh, you know, just just get, just watch a movie you know what i'm saying like, yeah. just, like i don't think you need all that yeah that, <laughs> well i wanted to because i wanted to, i i i literally enjoyed when my wife was sitting next to me when yeah. we were watching the first parts and she's giving me her little fucking her little cool. key cues and stuff i was like that's cool yeah. and then after a while i was like okay you're saying way too many i can't hear it because i'm trying to listen to her but i'm also trying to and i'm i'm not that smart and i can't fucking concentrate on multiple things really so i was like okay it's getting hard i i can't do that um yeah. but i did enjoy it i i thought it was I I thought it was a good movie. Um, whether or not it would hold up today, if it was your first time watching it, you had no idea what the fuck was going on with the 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 you know the um, cult classics and stuff like that. I I don't know if it would yeah. hold up as much. I think the cultness of it really is what brings it around more than anything. And and I'm interesting to see how it it, it comes back. Right. Cause we've had a year of COVID where everything's been yeah. shut down. So that shit's been shut yeah. down for probably 10, 15 months in some places. Oh. Oh, now, sure. now will it come back as strong? Will it come back diminished? Uh, it'll be interesting to see. And, and, and if it does come back diminished, will, will it still be able to hold up? Cause I, I one of the things I heard is that this was uh, the second, uh, top cult classic movie and i was trying to look at different ones and in in some lists they had uh the big lebowski above it which yeah, i was like i was like okay um but i don't know that as a midnight showing kind of thing it's got a cult and following then, uh, they do festivals and stuff so oh, okay yeah i've seen it i've seen it once or twice i love i mean i love me a, a black russian drink i mean that's yeah <laughs> so no no in 10 days june 26th uh balboa theater in san I'm not, francisco I'm not going. I'm not going. <laughs> 11 p.m. There's a show. I'm not going. <laughs> uh, it would take a lot to get me to not not because I wouldn't you, enjoy the show and not because I'm afraid of the virgin status. You're afraid it's I just kiss you. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's I'm all, I'm all about that shit. Fuck, I don't need. We can do that shit at my house. I'm good with that. I mean, you you need to you need to bring you need to bring. I mean, I I I feel like. I feel like you could you could you could really you could you could reignite that fi- that rocky fire. <laughs> I, I think that that's a missed opportunity you had, and I think that they'd be all about a teddy bear Rocky in that. Yeah. <laughs> Get to bring your bring your recorder. We could actually do a little pre pod. Oh my god, my biggest thing is is like there would be so many people yelling just so much stuff, and and I am yeah. not good with loud crowds. Like um, yeah. that is one of my things. I just I I don't do well in. So to me that would yeah. be the hardest part. I would I would get a I would start to get agitated and someone would bump me and then there'd be, you know, hands flying. Yeah. That, but, that was, that was my problem with it too. It was just, yeah. just it was chaos. And, yeah. and once again, I, I mean, I grew up in the punk rock scene. I love chaos, but not when right. I'm trying to watch a movie. Like, like I'm trying I, to watch a movie at the end of the day. Like, like, yeah, no, I've been in the pit before too. And I love that when, when that's what you're yeah. there for, that's what it's about. Yeah. But when you're just trying to enjoy something and you got everybody sure. up on your elbows and stuff, it's like, no, yeah, no. give me some room. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I'm with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I interesting because there did either of you ever watch the the remake that they did on Fox? Uh, I think it was no, 2016. I'm, 
I saw I saw a little write up on it. I didn't I didn't watch it, but uh, yeah, I, saw, I don't I saw think Tim, it did very Tim, well. Tim Curry played the narrator. Um, yeah, and this and, is post, and there was someone else that a, was in a, it. He had a stroke in like 2013. Yeah, so he's not. He has, he, he has been doing well for a while now. So interesting thing, I, I looked up his IMDb because I was like, okay, what else has he been in? And uh, the yeah. interesting thing I found about him is he does a ton of voice acting. In, in a lot of animated it's stuff. And I was like, yeah, I remember Ferngully. That is yeah. fucking cool as shit yeah. because I'm, I'm finding that it's more and more that we look into different actors and actresses and stuff like that with different things that um, voice acting is such a huge part of, of some of these people's stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah. you know, you know we've, we've watched the animated cartoons of the TMT and stuff like that. And, and I've watched yeah. them several times. And, and, and it's it's like you, you get to know those voices and stuff like that. And then you just think oh. of how many things are out there with them and it's like oh well and that he was is in, actually a huge part of 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 hollywood essentially true he was in uh the the tom cruise movie legend uh that uh, legend. yes where he played, I, was, I was about to say he played beals you know he got the whole yeah the yeah huge horns oh. um and uh, which is kind of like an animated thing because you're so costumed up you can't really tell who it is but oh. he's got that voice yeah, totally. you know well i think i think that's actually most of what he has is um it is more these kind of big, um, a- or not animated, but like character things. Like it was yeah, another huge one. Pennywise, or, yeah, like, um, yeah like transformative, like big, big transformative roles. I think it was always right. like Curry's big, big thing. Like I don't think Curry was interested in playing a, a, the CEO of a company or the or a guy that works here. I just don't think that he was ever interested in that. I think that right. just, just by hearing the origin of how he got into Rocky Horror, where he's like, what, you were in the gym looking for buff dudes who can sing? <laughs> that just shows you that, like, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll transform this character. Like, that's just what he's about. Um, yeah. And, and he, like I said, I, you know, like I, like, I love him in Fight Club, but, like, I guess I'm just so into Rocky Horror. I mean, I, I don't know if there's anybody that's ever really captivated me like that like i've been captivated by a lot of actors but that performance is like insane it is it is on it is on par with anything that's ever won a fucking uh an award for best acting i mean yeah you're you're 100 right like you were so engrossed in like try I, i tried to look into the background of what was going on and it was so hard because he he draws you in so much which you know and this this is another one this is this is how i know a lot of the 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 crew or the actors and and everything were english because you draw so much into their mouth with with the singing and stuff like that and you see those those bad english teeth <laughs> oh yeah and, and i was just like i'm like oh okay i mean not that it was the, not that they're the worst or anything like that but it was sure. just one of those things like the, even the lips in the in the beginning i was noticing their like the bottom teeth had the the yeah, yeah, ca- yeah. the carvings from the top teeth you it's, know? The, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crossbite and that's Patricia yeah. Quinn's teeth and yeah she has a crossbite which and at one was, point at the end of the first verse the teeth close uh-huh. and they go right into the crossbite and yeah. it's like that could you could pull that like dental students like would, <laughs> would like watch that and be like that's a crossbite like <laughs> It's documented I, for everyone to see. Yeah, I just was laughing at that. And I read that that, that the production studios insisted that Brad and Janet be cast by Americans. And those were the ones yes. That, yes. that came in. You you were talking about Hostel and how that's a bunch of Americans going to going and getting, you know, slowly, you know, 
killed or you know in, 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 yeah. in that house. It's it's kind of like this. They're the ones that are coming and slowly getting perverted by the. Uh, and, and I and I actually love that. I love that because I I don't know how how the movie would have been with like two English actors. I feel like it is about like two because like, they're they're Americans. So, like you could just tell. Like, Innoc- like innocent. Brad. Yeah. Is well, such an American. Like he's he's like the, I love, Brad, I love yeah. it. Everything, everything. like. Well, everyone knows Betty's a nice little cook, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, and he's like, oh, and you know, Harry's up for promotion in a year or two. I mean, it's like the most American <laughs> dude thing to say in the world. Well, from the sixties and seventies, yeah. yeah well, exactly. uh, like, like it was, I mean, even fifties. I mean, like he was. They were totally square. Like, and Brad was really square. Well, what's up with his but, underwear? Uh, was that was that really the underwear they wore in the seventies? <laughs> Those fucking things were almost up on his shoulders. Like, I I think. I think at the time they were funny. I think I think I, at the time they were granny panties. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's part of it because you, I mean because because Sarandon wears a slip. Yeah, and well, I mean that, honest, that was kind of that was wearing a standard. slip in the mid seventies. Well, I guess I guess it was, but the slip's pretty old school. More more sixties, like, but but like his shit 60s, was like fifties. So what I heard was oh. it was it was actually a jock supporter, like a, a and then they added stuff to it. And I was because I was like I'm like that shit's kind of sticking out there. I'm like he's packing, you know. And, and I mean, but it was just like, why that look, shit got to go up over his belly button? Much like David Bowie, <laughs> you get a good idea of what every male character is bringing to the party in Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> I don't know if there's a male character to, that does not just have their package just like slimly outlined. Well, it's like I mean, I mean, up, even up like, in your face. Even, even Richard O'Brien, like like Richard O'Brien, wears that like stupid like hunchback looking thing the yeah, whole yeah. movie. And at the very end, when he's in his like Transylvanian outfit, like yeah. the alien outfit, he's just wearing a speedo and his junk's just like hanging out. Like, <laughs> that, like, like I'm like, I don't think anybody. I think that was part of the pre- prerequisites. It's like, don't be ashamed, because yeah, we're showing it. Well, it's I happening. mean, that's kind of what the show's about, though, in a way. I mean, yeah. it really is. Is about like, hey, you know, it it doesn't matter what what you got hanging below the belt. It, it's all good and fun, and we can all make a, each other go. Ooh. I, I, th- I think what you said, Ryan, about Brad, uh, it being kind of comical, though, it plays into part two because it's like uh, Borat, you know, when he wears his, <laughs> his swim trunks yes. in, in the singlet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you get that kind of. Oh, my God, that's ridiculous. But but it's it's part of the part of the fun of it. And, and it, oh, it, when it they sit them down, his image. Yeah. yeah yes. Yes. Like to the, this because I love that morning thing that where the response you get done with sweet transvestite and you're just like, oh, God, what what's happening here? And they're like. <laughs> So come up to the lab, and then he leaves, and then they just like magenta. They just start stripping. Him. Yeah, <laughs> I, and and that line, that line is my favorite. When when she's like, oh oh, and he's like, oh you know, play it straight. You know, uh, where's his play it straight, Janet? Uh, you know, we'll uh, pull off the aces with the time is right or whatever. Right. I, that's like the funniest shit. And yet, and of course, when you take their clothes off, they have to be wearing like fifties underwear. Like <laughs> yes. I think if they're wearing anything more revealing than it, they're not square. Like, true. Yeah, uh, no, and and that's I think that's a lot of part of it is like it, it was a yeah. lot to say. Okay, we're gonna take the 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 square conservative, um, you know, uh, mindset, almost the church mindset of what what yeah. pleasure is about, and we're gonna fucking flip it on its head. Yes, and, it that, and they did it become yeah. perverted. Yeah, yeah. Well, not even just perverted, but just like what happens when you let yourself go and and you can give in to pleasure. Right. And that's- yeah. Yeah. It's not that what it's not that what Frank it's not that Frank's methods are good. It's not that Frank represents a good character. It's that 
what Frank does is like expose them to things they had never questioned. And when and yeah. all of a sudden when they're implicit in it, their attitude starts to change very quickly yeah. because I think it, I think it's a lot about the fact that before this experience, anybody who from a different lifestyle, they were the other. Right. Yeah. But the minute you've done it, like yeah. you're part of the club. So right. <laughs> people start thinking real different about alternative lifestyles real fast. Oh, for because, sure. And I think that was right, the best part the of other. The, that was yeah. the best part of the story and stuff like that. Like his methods weren't the best in in the hindsight, but where the it where they ended up was what they were trying to do. And and that's and that's literally what all of us should kind of get to, yeah. you know, and, and if that's we could all get away. there, things shit could be better. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And and I mean I'm I'm all about a fun movie. I, I really am. And and I didn't you know, normally I find some fucking big flaws in like the filming and stuff like this and mm-hmm. and this is one where they didn't have a lot of just it was literally yeah. just a set and doing stuff. I mean, I mean it was set for theater, so there's not a lot of moving yes. parts. And you can get so away with it a lot of... in a in a B movie style. You know, that they yeah, really were, sure. were stylizing <laughs> yeah. it as because, a... I mean my big like, there's so there, there's like a ton of continuity errors, yeah. but like right. it, it's important. Like Brad gets undressed like twice. <laughs> like if you watch the sequence, like the sweater comes off because he does the thing where he tries to like shake Columbia's hand like, yeah. while they're trying to take a thing. But it, later on, but they cut over to Janet. Then they cut back to him, and like the sweater's coming off again. Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> all this weird stuff, but you don't care because everything's just so crazy and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like so one of the one of the things you mentioned Columbia and it made me think about it. So one of the things that and and I don't know if I've ever heard this in, in any of the other songs when I've been just out somewhere and the song comes on, but um, the time warp, when they're singing it during it, there is some squeaky ass fucking voices in this that uh, like, oh my God, it is, it, it sounds like my dog has yeah. got a squeaky toy. And I was like, yeah, did they, did they change that for everything else? Cause I was like, what the fuck? I wonder I mean, if, 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 I wonder if some of those weren't like run through a modulator I, I it, it sounds like some of the backup vocals are brought up to like almost like a uh, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks type pitch. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? I was, if you heard that too, Steve, but like I, I heard a little bit of like 70s modulator in it where they could have run those through like a through a filter that like raised their pitch um, because they had that ability at the time. They had modular synths, so they they could have technically run those through a synth and raised the pitch. But the tran- the, the choruses in the in in yeah, yeah. They're very squeaky. They're, they're yeah. higher pitch, I think, than people can sing. Columbia kind of had I, that, that singing style where she was kind of hitting those highs. She did. And, she did. And, she and, does. And, yeah, and maybe, well, maybe they were trying to match that with some of the backgrounds. And in order to do that, you throw the pitch up a little it bit. It was almost, it was yeah. almost distracting. Because I, I, I know I've heard that song, I, uh, you know, in, in mm-hmm. clubs or wherever, dances, parties, yeah. know, weddings. It gets played everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. But I've never picked that up until I watched the movie. And I was like, what the like my dog was like, what? Those, you know, he, he was so kind of actually, yeah, that is weird. Uh, that's funny. Cause I was watching it uh, for the second time, uh, just like on my bed, just like watching it and <laughs> doing the thing where you, where you kind of like cradle your phone speakers with your hand to get that bounce back. <laughs> so you can hear it a little better. <laughs> and the actual, what you're, the thing, same thing you're talking about the, the backup vocals on time warp were hitting off my hand just right. And they were like piercing the hell out of my ears. Mm-hmm. I had actually to move my hand. So I totally <laughs> hear what you're saying. Like, uh, they're very high pitched. I was like, but it was like, it, it was the only one, but it was also the only one where they had the extras, the, the, the Transylvanians kind of yeah. singing with them, which I, I, and, and I heard that, that, that whole song was put in to just add some time to the whole thing. 
like even the place, the play and everything, which That's I thought was interesting because it's also like the, probably the biggest um, display yeah. for, for um, Richard O'Brien. Um, yes. You know, for him, who's the writer. And it's, it's like the one time where he really shows off, you're like, Oh shit, he's got some, you know, he's got some shit to him too. Like yeah. there's one point where he's singing normal and then he fucking goes into some like rock fucking, you know, scream oh, thing. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a moment where he's like, where he's like, you're like, like under sedation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. No, I, I, but but I mean, that guy's got a weird range. Like he, yeah. he almost sounds kind of like Mark Bolin from T-Rex. Like, cause <laughs> he sings science fiction, double, double feature, which many people just assume is a woman. Right, like most people assume that that's the woman whose lips are moving. She's singing right. that song. Well, that's even Richard when O'Brien, he sings that one little line from when they're going into the castle, and he's up in the, the he's up in the window, and you're like, oh yes, wait, wait, what, what? Okay, bald guy, but woman's what? What's going on here? <laughs> you know, amazing. So here's the interesting thing: would, if you didn't know better, right, going through this whole movie, would you have expected that to be the right the writer and everything like like? Like literally, like, you know, when you're the writer, you kind of want to like put yourself in a better light. You're like, no, you, <laughs> you just, you made yourself the fucking, the goat of the whole show, you know, like not, not in a goat in a good way, but like the, sure. I mean, he <laughs> is the one that just comes, just rolls up and kills Frank and Rocky. And then I guess so. Out. Yeah, I guess so. But the rest of it, he's kind of like, oh, okay. You're the fucking Igor guy. Which is, you know, I mean, if you take the whole Frankenstein aspect of it, Igor is the joke of the whole yeah. show. Sometimes you, I think you just have to be honest and just know you don't got. <laughs> like you're looking at you're looking at a page of characters. You're like, ah, I ain't Brad. I'm not Frank. I'm not Eddie. I'm not Rocky. I mean, like, yeah. At what point? What What do you become? You become He's like, Frank, well, I, I could do magenta, but uh... <laughs> I, were... think we're, I think I think. For me, there were only about two or three performances that really stood out as as uh, good. You know, most, even even riffraff. I thought it's like okay, that's I, it, I didn't know when the, sure. you know the, at the beginning that he was he was the uh, the writer. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that you know he's got the writing chops. Does he have the acting chops? He didn't command the the performance for me. It wasn't something no. like Sal. Well, the question is like like you know it's hard because like it's so campy. That right. you, you get this like weird uh, Russian nesting doll of like well, if you <laughs> act like you're campy. Is that really good acting or bad acting? Because they know they're are they trying to be that campy or like 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 I've always said it. If 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 Rocky, if 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 uh, Peter Winwood, the guy who played Rocky, if if he uh, if 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 he's acting his ass off to act like that then that's genius acting if he's <laughs> if he's just like bumbling then it's awful acting but you just can't tell the difference you know, I, like to quote we, spinal tap there's a fine line between clever and stupid yeah. <laughs> nice nice what were we talking about on our what it is i think it was last week we were talking about the lead in iron fist oh, you know geez, who horrible. just he didn't have the charisma for that role yeah so uh, right, there's, yeah. sometimes it's just something that you have in your in your soul that you can you can uh, yeah. you know exude yeah you either screen. have it or you don't you even yeah um so so there's yeah. there's lines that are written and you know tim curry's going to take those lines and run with them whereas someone someone that's lesser is is gonna I, you're gonna say oh that was a poorly written role but really you just didn't yes. have the person that could command it 
It, oh, if I had to say time. like a top three in this, it would definitely be Tim Curry, you know, fucking hands down is number one. I think oh, yeah. Susan Sarandon definitely nailed her role and everything in it was, was perfect. Now, after that, it gets kind of, you know, crazy because it's like Barry Boswick did really good as Brad, right? Yeah. But but was he as memorable as Nell Campbell as, as Columbia? That's or, true. Or Patricia Quinn as Meg... Um, um, Magenta. Magenta. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. those kind of all three kind of blend in together, like where they, they did their parts, but were they better than the others? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they, they really didn't hit where Susan Sarandon as Janet and, and Tim Curry as Frank were, were fucking Well, fabulous. I mean, you're – yeah, you're you're kind of and you're also just kind of uh, uh, listing out the fact that too. I mean, they they're the biggest roles. Like true, true. Frank and Janet are just the biggest roles because Janet gets all that extra stuff, Rocky and all that other stuff, and like. So know, to me, I, th I think Janet's had more time to shine. Janet's stuff was more in the background, though, like her little reactions and stuff like that. I think oh, is what sold it for yes. her. And, and stuff like that. The, the number of times she faints during the time warp <laughs> and she, tra she, tra she transvestite, she faints like five times. It's like the best. <laughs> or she, she, got just, she was... She was just trying to sleep through it. She was like, "Ugh, I don't need to hear this." Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> one, one of my one of my favorite shots. And actually, it, this ties into TMNT. Um, I, I think you've heard me say before in the first TMNT movie, there's there's a moment with uh, Judith Hogue who played April that I just love. And and I'm and when I watch films, I'm a big fan of like small like micro face expression acting. Mm -hmm. Like I I'll get, I'll pick a thing I love. And I'm like that's just genius. Um, and it's the thing where you know the the Foot, foot Clan you know confront you know she you know finds her in the sewer. <laughs> Sony part in the same it's the Sony payments, and it's when the guy opens his hand and Judith yeah. goes, what? Like looking in, that <laughs> that little expression of curiosity, yeah. I love that. That's like the yeah. best thing. And when when Frank does the, um, you know, I see you shiver in anticipation line, mm -hmm. and like Sarandon like leans in, yeah. and he goes, uh -huh. and she goes uh, like that, like that, that, like oh, like that shock, like I love that. To me, so was, many moments too. A lot of that's it a good editor too. That's a good editor that's getting a lot of these cutaways. Yes. And, oh, and right, when they're right. editing the movie, yes. they just go through and like that's they have true. the actor kind of pulls out all the you know, five perfect. different expressions yeah. and they know which one looks the best and they put it into the movie. <laughs> it, it, no, it, it was, you're right. You're right. That's big timing on 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 that. And and, 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 and yeah, it's marriage of of the performance and, and the post production because. Yes, yeah, Sarandon has so many other like little glances. I agree. She she plays it up, but I think that she. I think that she's given a lot more ground. Brad has to stay um, as that yeah. strong. Oh, he has his that stiff, time. that like, stiff. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, true. But and he does a great job with that. I mean, he does, he does, he does. I was a big he fan does. of I, Columbia I, over both of those two. She she stood out a really good for me. Um, I liked what she had, but I don't think she had the. She didn't have the. Yeah, she didn't, she didn't have the role, but I thought I thought yeah. she. Uh, That's a good way to put it. She she put she put herself more into it. Where I thought Brad and Janet were good, but they were kind of they played it real yeah. straight. Beat and I yeah, and, and it was it was kind of campy, overacted, theatrical by design. There wasn't much outside of that that I saw even with Susan Sarandon which she has those eyes that that uh, you know those yes. you know she just blinks a little bit and you're kind of like oh yes. you know, she, that innocence <laughs> that 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 she can kind of turn that innocence into into oh, yeah. sexual arousal just just on and that and that's where it worked the most for me with her I think I think a lot of it. I think that for one scene where I feel like everybody in the floor show really did a good job. Uh, even the guy that played Rocky, I, I'm I'm hard on him a lot. Whatever. Whoa. I have issues because he because he should have been Iggy Pop, and so oh, I just yeah, can't yeah. stop that now. But 
in the floor show where it is a lot of just like bus shots. It's a lot of, I mean, in, in, in the case of Columbia, it's a literal, literal bus shot. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but, but where, where you're, 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 you're on their faces, all of them, their facial acting is fantastic on the floor show. Right. Like their expression, even Barry Boswick, who the, the whole premise of his whole verse is that I'm out of control. And he does mm-hmm. that like, whoa, here it comes again. Like all that stuff. Like his, yeah. his facial acting is fantastic. Everybody's mm-hmm. great. Um, I think that, that that's really what came into like just in the casting is that everybody. I mean, Columbia, for example, like Columbia doesn't have the screen time that other characters have and not as much mm-hmm. of a story arc. I mean, you, you do learn eventually that. Eddie seduced her and that got uh, and then and then Frank fell in love with him and then Frank put him on ice and you know because he got jealous about Columbia and all these other things that go down um, but like that scene with um, with Magenta and Columbia during Touch Me so that when they're watching Jane yeah, the they're spying on it yeah and they're, and, they're, and they're just hanging out in their room like chilling out and whatever like that like, each like, other's like, toenails Yes, like like Nell Campbell does such a great job in that scene as Columbia yeah. because it, that's just it's so playful and great it's just it's awesome so just just in case you guys are curious and and want to go watch shock treatment uh uh, nell campbell is in that also so there there Mm. possibly is a nip slip in that one too (laughs) so it it may it may be worth just to watch (laughs) you'll be tracking down you'll be be tracking down the dvd so you can (laughs) i doubt i'm gonna go search for that one but i mean if it comes up you know if it comes up it comes up i'm gonna (laughs) yeah for sure um cool uh so i mean we it sounds like that you guys we're all kind of in the same same boat that like this is this is a fun watch for at home not necessarily like uh being part of the whole show sure going and watching and i think i could be a part of that scene i like getting getting kind of caught up in, mm. in, in stage. I've talked yeah. about, I've talked about seeing movies on premiere nights, you know, opening nights. Yeah. And, and you're, really, you're all into that. I love the big crowd. Just and to I, be in it. Well, I, yeah. I, I've gotten frustrated with the new theater styles because the seats are so, you know, the big, the, you know, you, you don't oh, have, yeah. you don't have the big crowds as much, which is great when you're just going to chill out at the theater. But when you get to see a premiere sure. or a big, a big uh, rowdy event, you wanna you wanna be a lot you know yeah. you wanna be tighter and you wanna be closer and, and get a sense of the people who are around you and I I do kind of like that and I, I wish I kind of experienced that more when I was a kid. Yeah, but, no, um, I'm, I'm all I wasn't about allowed, not I wasn't allowed to, to until I was <laughs> seventeen. You know, and... <laughs> I, I, I I saw I saw Blair Witch uh, Blair Witch Project opening night uh, and I'll never forget it. it was one of the craziest cinematic experiences I've ever seen. They had the missing persons flyers all over the AMC theater, like on the ground, on the walls. Um, the, it, we went in there and it ha- just happened to be showing in like one of the they, they were renovating at the time so half of the theater was like getting into stadium seating and like cushy mm-hmm. seats and the other half of the theater of the, the theaters on the other side of the building were like old as shit they, they were like <laughs> cram in there you're lucky the floor barely has a slope to it I mean it is like you are old school they were like Siskel and Eber sitting down watching a movie kind of shit and we saw it in one of those old theaters. And I gotta say, when you, when you, when you see when you bring up the the new theater versus the old theater, that movie was so ridiculously good with all those people. Like it had to have as many people crammed into a small room as possible. But at the end of the movie, when that whole big reveal happens, the 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 screams, people were screaming, and they were <laughs> right next to you. It had to be that way because if it had been in like 
the Dolby surround sound theater with the, you know, and, and everyone's sitting in a lazy boy and there's 20 people in the theater. You would have been had your feet kicked back in your lazy boy and it wouldn't have been the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I could see seeing this movie. You need to be in a this, the floor's got to be sticky. You got to have popcorn <laughs> all over the place. You got to be down there with like with the unwashed masses. Like you, I just don't think. Yeah, you can just kick up your your fancy you know dockers and, and <laughs> sit there and watch it. You know what I mean? Like like I, I understand that. Yeah, I it's like that. Quiet Place. I, we talked about the the whole experience oh, of being that, yeah. in the crowd because because the crowd that you're around becomes the so sound much a, a part of it because. There's no real noise going on, and so everyone is so hyper amplified with it. Yes, so, you know. Oh, yeah. I imagine that'd be great. I I remember I saw a scary movie <laughs> in a theater uh, in a uh, this this mall called University Square Mall, and it was dying at the time. The mall was dying. Um, uh, me and my friend Nathan were the only white people in the audience. <laughs> it was all black people, and. It was probably one of the best film experiences I've ever had. Now, scary movie is not necessarily a good or particularly mega funny movie. Like, it's it's Zucker Brothers movie. Yeah. It, it, it can have funny moments, but it's it's really physical and weird, kind of gross out humor and whatever. It's fine. Uh, fell a long way from Airplane, which is probably my favorite comedy oh, movie. Right, right. Well, one of my favorite. Airplane is a joker. Like, Airplane's genius. But scary movie is what it is. But in that crowd, speaking to that, though, just that crowd going in to see that movie, I am 100% glad I was there. It was transformative. I, I, I think that the, I often said, like, when I'm walking out, I was like, they need to record this and have <laughs> a, a bonus track, like audio track on the DVD. Yeah. Because the, the, the rise it got out of that audience, and I felt like I was just right there with them, and it was just, it was perfect. It, it, it made the movie better than, than the movie was, right? See, I... I'm with you guys on that. The the experience can be fun because I I know we've seen some of the MCU and like first releases and stuff like that, and yeah. people dressed up, or some of the Star Wars and people are dressed up in, in the excitement and stuff like that. Um, I'm with that. The I think my biggest problem with the Hawk, Rock uh, Rocky Horror is what I saw on that DVD is is just like it was so much like yelling over the top of each other just to yell over the top of each other that it's not even it's not even like it's like if it's a choreographed like we're all gonna yell this at this time and everybody does it but when when you got like two two three seconds of just continuous like blah 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 blah, blah, blah it's like no you're just you're just yelling your own fucking thing to yell your own thing and not we're not all doing it together that's that's where i have a problem and so maybe i'm jaded from what my my perception of what it could be partly because of the dvd what i saw and and what i've heard but yeah i mean i could i could see it being fun if it was the right crowd like it would have to be an inclusive crowd like not 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 a bunch of gatekeepers like if you say sure. something and it's and it's wrong, someone doesn't fucking jump down your throat because then they're gonna get you know you know sword chopped in I'm the with throat you. for it. <laughs> but I'm with you. you know. I'm with you because 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 I st- I started this whole thing out by saying like I I, w- I just want to watch my movie. Like I don't want to. <laughs> right. And, 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 and so I, actually I see both of your points where like like I could see in another situation if I had people get me into it and drag me out there a couple times where I could be like I right, like I all right but like. At the core, I just went once, and I, and once again, I, I I appreciate and fully love and respect that whole thing. I think that's that's an amazing thing that humans have done. And I, it's beautiful, but I just like to sit and watch it, and I just like to sing along. I, but yeah. I'm also a nerd on that. I, I want to hear <laughs> all the music and the vocals. I want to like I'm I'm I just adore the movie, so it's one of those things. 
I, you know, I, I agree. I, uh, and that's one of those things, like, I think when I'm at a theater, I don't sing along as much, but, like, I know when I'm at home. Uh, we Goofiest yeah. thing we did when, when Corona first hit and we were all in our lockdown is we did one of those uh, Disney sing-along fucking shows that was on... <laughs> And nice. my daughters and my wife and me were all just blaring out these fucking things, you know, these, awesome. these Disney songs. <laughs> you know, it was one of those like, yep, I would never do this outside. <laughs> I would never let my friends see this, but I'm having a fucking ball right now. No, we used to come over to your place and play rock band, you know, and send. Oh, and oh, hell yeah. Like we, had our own, yeah. we had our own rock band. The yeah. overtones. Come sure. on. We killed yeah. it. Yeah, I know. You always we actually. <laughs> We did. We did actually did that at the beginning of Corona too. We broke out the old PlayStation Three, got the Rock Band stuff back up, and started playing. Yeah. It was it was oh, some good shit. Up. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's about as close that's as I can get to play real music. I try really hard, but I am not not good. I really would. I, I envy you guys being able to play guitar and, and bass and all that. I want to so bad, and I just I play really bad. Is is really what it comes down to. <laughs> It's always one of those things I, I always, I was like, I have friends that like want to learn to play and stuff. And I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, I, at the end of the day, it's weird. And it might be something that you just get into when you're younger. Cause you just have so much more disposable time. But like, I was, the, the piece of advice I always give is just like, you just got to live with the instrument on you. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's, it, I don't think it's as much about like, you know, cause I, I have friends that have been like, okay, so I'll dedicate uh 30 uh, to 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes a day. <laughs> and I will, I will practice the guitar. And I'm like, you gotta like sit on the couch and be noodling. On. You gotta be watching movies and playing and, and watching TV and just, and just have it in your hands. Yeah. Like you have to get comfortable with the instrument. Like, like at the end of the day. And, 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 and once again, if I hadn't picked it up when I did, like it's hard to think about doing that now. Even though, even though, I guess, I guess, where there's a will, there's a way. I, I, yeah, think, I, mean, I think everybody has their different thing. Like I said, I didn't yeah. pick it up as a kid because I was out skateboarding and playing football oh, yeah. and playing soccer were... and, and running into trees because that's. I mean, I I was doing everything out physical. I mean, <laughs> you that's were you were the dude that she told you not to worry about. Like that, <laughs> right. that, that's what you were. You were the guy. That, Don't worry about him. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm, worried. Did, I'm worried about it. I did a lot more outdoor stuff when I was when I was in, in high school and, and when I was but when I went to college, I was I got you know, I got in the dorm and I just shut got down. In. That's when I started playing yeah. guitar. So yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. See I, I went yeah. into the Coast Guard and there was no room on the boat for a guitar. No. No. I barely had room for, for my clothes and the alcohol I snuck on board. And that was about it. I love that Noah probably had like uh, like like a, a mini acoustic guitar sized space that he could have like, but he was like he like saw a guitar or he saw a bunch of booze and he was like, all right, well like gotta have the booze. I mean, you know, oh, put it this way: the locker I had in high school was bigger than the locker I had on my boat. That I mean, it literally was. I had that much room on the boat, and I had to keep you know clothes and all my stuff to 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 live for seven eight days uh, out at sea. So yeah, there was no room for any kind of guitar, but it is what it is. And <laughs> nice. yeah, I was I was drinking at the time quite heavily. So harmonica, <laughs> harmonica, it goes something. I could, yeah. <laughs> that that actually now that you say that I now I wasted um, my time. Uh, juice harp, uh, 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 juice harp. I just <laughs> that got you punched in the face. Dead serious. Like the harmonica on the boat, maybe like some cats be like, I, that's kind of thematic. I I, I I can get with this, you know, kind of like the sea shanty thing, but like yeah. you come out with like boing, 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 boing. people are like, what the, sh- what is going on here, man? Like, that's not cool. 
Like, you think the guy that brought the portable didgeridoo? You think he He's did that on the, right. on the Coast Guard boat? Hell, like, yeah. like, no, nah, like, get out of here. Yeah, well, that was the other yeah. thing. I was I was on a really small ship. I was on a 110-foot uh, patrol boat, so we, we were oh, definitely, true. yeah, we were, we were small. I wasn't on one of those ones that went out for three months where, oh, no, okay, okay. If we were out for six days, we're like, okay, we're running out of food. We need to get back to shore. <laughs> so <laughs> we start fishing. Like that, that, those are our options, dude. Yeah, it literally was. All right. Well, I, I think we hammered the hell out of this movie. Yes, um, we did. I, I think, I think we covered a lot of cool shit. Um, you know, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts on this in the last couple of days and, and, I think we covered a whole bunch of shit that those people didn't talk about, which was <laughs> it, which is interesting, and and it might be because of our dynamic um, and and how we're looking at it from from where they were, and and but that's cool. I, I think we all came about it though the same way that it, it yeah. has it has some very interesting, uh, good dynamics to it. You know, um, we did talk about some of the other stuff too that some other people had problem like the rape scenes and and just yeah. how how. Today, you could look at some of it like, what the fuck were they thinking? But then again, you put away that, like, oh, I'm going to be offended by everything and go, yeah, it's okay. It's, it's funny, and it it's not meant to hurt anybody, you know, and no. that's another thing you got to take it from it. It's so e- Either way, it's here, and it's here to stay. Yeah, it, it is. It is an indelible part of culture at this point. That, like, it's just, Oh, for sure. It, so like weird. I said, in, in everything I saw in, when I was trying to look up what's the top, top cult classic – it literally was in every one of them. I think I looked at like six different ones. It was in every one of them's top three. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it just, it's amazing. Uh, to me personally, um, I would put Fight Club above this as a, as a cult classic as far as what I love to watch. Um, yeah. But that's just also my my mentality and, and you know, where I grew up and I watched that so many more times. Oh, for um, sure. It, if Ragnarok's ever considered a cult classic, that will definitely take <laughs> It's interesting because it seems like this time period, I, I can't see what would be considered a cult classic that's coming out these days. It doesn't seem like the uh, the environment is really ripe for cult classics. It doesn't, it doesn't provide opportunities for those sort of movies that are, are more experimental to get made that might... I think it's, it's tough. Well, we're drowning I in think, it too think, because everybody yeah. has an avenue to release it. Well, Yes, and and indie films are are so much more easily seen, and mm-hmm. they're you know, and you hear about them so much more. I, the last like cult classic I remember being like like watching it and being like, oh, this can be a cult. Uh, was the original Old Boy, like <laughs> like the original Old Boy, like the South Korean Old Boy, like like I got that, I got a copy of that movie, and I'll say this last thing, and then we'll go. I got the, <laughs> a copy of that movie from my friend who was stationed in the army uh, in Hawaii, and these uh, these. Any all these like movies from Asia would come over. They're like bootlegs, mm-hmm. and he got a bootleg of Old Boy. Like when it released in Korea, and he saw it and he mailed it to me <laughs> and was like, "You have to watch this movie." And I'm like, "Okay," and I watch it. I, I had to like region break my damn uh, DVD player, <laughs> like it was crazy. <laughs> and I watch it and I'm like, "Yeah," and I thought I was like, "This is like a cult classic movie." that just got yeah. made basically like it, it and turns out there's a huge cult behind old boy and a lot of those like south korean kind of like yeah. revenge films turn into a whole cult genre eventually <laughs> um i gotta say though if uh i've been uh, obviously thanks so much for having me on guys i i've had a great time um have you guys done spinal tap <laughs> no not yet 
We have we have a whole list of little. I can talk about it, that for it, a long time. Even in film school, we actually shot scenes from Spinal Tap uh, as part oh. of film school to recreate uh, different different scenes and stuff. That, that yeah, that's that's a hilarious one. I I, I I love Spinal Tap just about as much as I love as, as I love this movie. So if you guys ever do that, you know, don't hesitate to reach out because I can talk about that. Well, so I'm looking at a list. Spinal Tap is number four behind Dazed and Confused, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and then The Big Lebowski. Uh, I would be perfectly fine. I'll, I'll admit, too, this is another one that I think I saw Spinal Tap once when I was probably a younger teen. Uh, I probably didn't pay a lot of attention to it because there was probably other things going on in the room. And sure. so I do, I, I do, I know there's like, oh, turn it up to 11, and I get, oh, that's Spinal Tap joke. I have no clue what, for the most part of it. So once again, this is another one where I am very uh, naive to the idea of uh, Spinal Tap. Um, so I would be down to do something like that. Uh, I, you know, I, I know there's a ton of stuff into it, so I would be oh. down to do something like that. Great. I'd be all over. Well, thanks a lot, guys, for having me on again, man. I, I really appreciate for it. For sure. No, it was great. I, I Like I said, you know, you're part of the reason that we even, this podcast exists. Uh, you and Eric um, from Turtle Soup uh, were, were a huge influence on me as far as, like, this is what I want to do with my free time and, and, you know, put this out in the world. And if people want to listen to it, awesome. If not, you know, whatever, I'm still going to do it. So, yeah, I, um, I, a lot I, of it. I don't listen to podcasts, but no one made me listen to, uh, to one of yours right when we were starting this saying, this is what I want to do. Okay. All right. Got it. Well, oh, it literally, awesome. I, I, it was, it was the one where you read the email. I'm like, Oh, they mentioned us. You gotta listen to it. I, I think it was, it, yep. It's funny. It's it's the recap episodes. Like I got on like the first two like year episode like where the, you do the recaps. I'm I have an email yeah. like on each one of them. Like like people are gonna think like I've been on this thing all time. <laughs> I mean I like, I mean it's I mean as time goes on right. I mean like I remember doing the corn stream and that that that's where yeah. I got to know you like a lot, dude. Like you started talking about those chickens and I was like look <laughs> like. I was like, right. I gotta know, because like, because when the pandemic started, man, like, I realized that like that was actually like the hardest part on me. Yeah, was I'm such a social person and I'm so extroverted. I I live off of stories, man. Like I I I level up on that XP. Like I need that XP. So I talk to people and I get like experiences from talking to people, and that's how I like get through the day. And with the pandemic, I had nothing. So I remember yep. starting that corn stream, and you were like right there, and you were like, I right, you want you need stories. I have 18 chickens. I'm like, okay, I'm in, like I'm in. And, uh, and it just became more of that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to be able to re repay that. Cause that was, oh, that, that helped, that, that helped the hell out of me when I, it was bad. So hundred percent, I was right there with you too. I, I literally would come home and I'm like, Oh, I could go do this or I could get on this corn stream. Um, I'll put that off for a while. I'm gonna get us because yeah, I was the same way. Uh, and, then yeah. I, and, then, and then I quit doing it right when you get laid up my knee surgery. surgery. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I, I, if I recall, the comment you left was like kind of mistyped. Like you were probably currently on painkillers. Like yes. I remember, like because like, because I remember you had the surgery coming up, and I knew that, and we were talking and stuff. And then I was like, you know what? Like I'm like it. It was right around the time we learned like. The, this this isn't just this a gonna go for a while like, yeah this is gonna be a year and i was like i like i feel like people just need to focus on like living life here i don't need to make a stream every day that's like look how weird the pandemic is because i'm like, like <laughs> just live. like um so i was like ah i'm gonna shut it down you know you know leave them wanting more i don't want to oversee my welcome and then like steve the next day like seriously i make that about i'm like guys we're gonna stop corner stream but whatever and, I, and that was the first comment and it's like 
and I, I'm not even trying to say the way it's misspelled or really could, because you could just tell he's like man I just got out of knee surgery and you quit core industry but it's all I'm like I just imagine no like on painkillers on like in the chair like this motherfucker like, exactly. I, was like, I was like oh god and i actually told my wife i was like oh man yeah this 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 uh this listener i've gotten really close with on the show like he just had knee surgery he's like now i got all day to sit and hang out every night for the corn stream and i was like oh i'm like and i think he was like on painkillers when he wrote that too like like are you i was me? i literally so got home i think i was like the second day home from from surgery I don't think the misspellings does the giveaway because that happens. No, no, that happens all the time. Um, that's, uh, how, that's how people know it's actually from me. If it's written correctly, so, it's probably a bot. I, 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 uh, I think I misspoke there because it, it, it was like, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not hard on spelling. It was the, see, it was the phrasing. Okay. It was misphrased. Like Noah, like when Noah writes, like he makes complete sentences. This was like the general thing was like, damn, right when I get laid up with knee surgery, but the words, they were a different order, man. Like you know what I mean? They were in a different order. So anyway, nice. but uh, I appreciate that, man. And I and I like like I said, I I, I love it when I, when people start their own thing. And, and you guys have a great show, and uh, I'm always happy to hype it on my side and stuff like that because y'all do. Yeah, no, I, I I love I when that. you guys do that. I I really hope. I mean, one of the things I I we did the turtles episode, and I was like, oh man, uh, they're gonna talk about it on the turtle soup one. Hopefully, we'll get a bunch of you know people listen to it. I. I don't know if every day anybody did or anything. I hope they did. You know, yeah. I, I was hoping some people would like it and continue on, but yeah, whatever. It, it, it's it's a mental health thing for me too. So it, it oh, is what sure. it is. Whether whether people listen or not, I'm 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 gonna keep doing this. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, like I said, uh, thanks guys. There's awesome. so many times I listen to to Turtle Soup or you know the No Homework Zone, and I literally like I'm yelling back at the the the, the audio going, oh, what, but wait, what about this or what about that? More more No Homework Zone, I think, than than the Turtle Soup. Oh yeah, those those are those conversations. You're like. You know, no one would like a word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm are, raising my hand up and like, oh, nobody's seeing me. Okay. No, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ryan, can I borrow you All for right. like phone a friend if, if, if no and I are in a conversation in a podcast? Because sometimes <laughs> yes. I'm at a loss for words. It's like, let me give Ryan a call. Hang on. <laughs> Dude, hell, I, I'll, I'll be there, bro. If I'm available, I'll be like, I'm like I'll just I'll pick it up. There, there's no greeting. I'm like, I'm like, what's the situation? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like in Pulp Fiction when he, when he calls the wolf. Is that what what they call Harvey right, Keitel. Right, right. He's like, I got the wolf on this motherfucker. Like, basically, it's like, I'll just pick up the phone and be like, I'll be there. You know, it's 20 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'll, I'll nice. do that, Steve. So Perfect. we're working nice. we're for that. Good. <laughs> nice. Good deal. Yeah, like I said, once again, thanks thanks for coming on. Uh, this was fun. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely find uh, more stuff to do to bring you back on because it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, um, love talking to you, you know, whether it's for this or for Turtle Soup or for, for whatever. Um, you, you definitely have a, a, a knack for this. Uh, uh, just sitting in bullshit, right? You know, it makes it fun. Yeah, hey, y'all are good too. <laughs> Thanks. Good, good conversation. All right, well, uh, that's it. I mean, unless you want to, you want to plug any of your stuff. Uh, we don't normally do that, just because, uh, like I said, I don't. We don't have much to plug. Yeah. Other, we have our Facebook group and we have uh, an Instagram. But if you want to plug all your stuff, go ahead. Oh uh, yeah, uh, uh, my podcast is Turtle Soup Podcast. Uh, uh, we're on the podcast thing. We're live on YouTube Thursday nights at uh, eight o'clock. We'll be live. Uh, like I don't know when you're posting this, but on Thursdays. Uh, and uh, yeah, just check us out on YouTube and or on where you can find podcasts and check it out if you like the turtles. We 
we've been doing a lot about the turtles for years. And that's, yeah, the journey is fun. Uh, it's it. long. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> it's long. 20, but it is 2012 worth it. starts in 2012. But you, yeah, you guys are on like 255 is coming up tomorrow. Yes. yes. So yeah, uh, yeah. I I did all of that in like four months, four or five months. <laughs> That's the hero's journey, brother. That's big time. That I, big and you know what? I, it's funny. I was, I was listening to, or uh, reading someone else was talking about they're going back and listening to stuff. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking good idea. There was one I can't. I, and it's, this is one of those ones that it sucks starting a podcast that starts so many years earlier than, than your current is they'll talk about something and you'd be like, motherfucker, I got some shit. But it's like three, four years later. And you're like, oh, I can't send that to him now. It's like, Cause there was something about, yes. uh, there was something about Star Trek ranks that you talked about in one of the early episodes. And I was like, you're so fucking off. I was like, I, you, you were talking about, you know, captain. It, Cause it's based off of the, it's based off of like the U S Navy. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah things and you were, there was something you said and and because that's like ingrained in me because i was sure. in the military and stuff like i was like oh nope this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong but it was like so far off I, this is like before i even even com- contemplated even emailing you guys you hit me like, <laughs> you hit me on my on my star trek ranking knowledge okay <laughs> I, it was that just might one, be its own damn conversation yeah, you know it, it's. I want to say it's like in in somewhere in the episode now, fifty I may range. Have been wrong. I may have been wrong about the actual navy, but yeah, I doubt I was wrong about Star Trek. No, no, you were because it was. It's based off of the actual. Oh. It's based okay. off of the. It's based off of the okay. U.S. naval ranking. I mean, it's but but it's not exactly the U.S. naval ranking, which I think no, is but it is full on. I I have a book that's like fucking a hundred and eighty pages deep. Are you? It talks all about Star Trek knowledge, and it talks about it in there about okay. how their rankings go. You, we're gonna do that then. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably I'm probably I'm probably wrong as fuck, but I mean, let's go. I mean, like, yeah. like I'm anyway. wrong. All right, well, that's it. So um, this is a great episode. Uh, I hope oh, yeah. people come back for the next one. Um, we'll, yeah. Next week, we are going to be doing um, Falcon and Winter Soldier with our MCU crew. Um, so Bay, uh, Bo okay. and Nina will be back. Um, so we're getting back on that one. And then after that is uh, Captain America. That's what I said. And <laughs> my wife's overcorrecting me already again on stuff. Um, so, yeah, MCU. It's called, it's called producing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't edit anything, so anything that's wrong is just just wrong. Um, Yeah, yeah, with Bo and Nina. And uh, so we're doing MCU and then followed up by MCU uh, Captain America Civil War. Civil War. So we got doubled. And I know, I know, I know, Ryan, you're not an MCU guy, but I I think you need to get into that. Uh, There's there's a couple that I think you really need to watch. I, I, yeah, I can understand I not taking to. the not taking all of them, but like Captain sure. America uh, Winter Soldier is one of the best films out there. Um, just just as far behind, as like, uh, just behind Ragnarok, right? No, yeah. Well, Ragnarok <laughs> yeah. is the best movie ever. Like regardless of MCU, that shit is just fun. I was a, a big fan of the rock. second. I was a big fan of the second Thor movie. What what's that one called? <laughs> Uh, that's a dark world. That's considered one of the yeah. worst movies in the MCU, which I disagree oh, with. That, with that, just that, scores that, in just, it, but this absolutely shows that I am just I'm just not in an MCU MCU fan. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. You you, you yeah, got to get that's on hilarious. There. You got to get in there. I think you would like. I think you would like. Um, 
uh, Winter Soldier just because of the the idea. Yeah. It's got kind of that spy idea, some of that political, just some some cool shit that well, they don't do the, in a lot of in the, the, in the in the comics. I'm a I, I was I was a big fan of the Winter Soldier stuff. So like okay. I, I have no doubt that you got to watch I, that I, one if you haven't. And then Thor's just a fucking fun romp that you can't get mm-hmm. get uh, away from. It is it is one of the best rewatchable movies out there, I believe. Uh, especially for me, because I I got a huge heart on for Thor. Like uh, that is that is my guy. MCU and just straight mythology. I love fucking that whole yeah. Thor mythology. I love all that stuff. So I'm in. I'm into that. Matter of fact, that's gonna oh, yeah. be my next tattoo when I when I figure out what I'm gonna do with it. That's I'm gonna get the Thor's hammer. Oh shit! Yeah. You're gonna get it all like 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 kind of like kind of like like uh, in that style. Like like is it gonna be just an image of the hammer? Yes. Or is it going to be like all like it's going to be made out of runes and stuff? It's going to be it, It's going to it's going to be the hammer with runes around it and some lightning okay. and some other. Nice. It, it's going to be yeah. full on. It, yeah, I got some ideas, and I also want to get a Captain America shield. And I'm trying to figure out how to make all those work together. We'll, we'll see, but I got some ideas. Anyways, well, that's our that's awesome. our podcast for that. Um, yes. Thanks again, Ryan, for for joining us. Um, thanks, we'll, guys. We'll definitely Anytime. have you back. Yeah, we'll we'll get you back for we'll, we'll do that. Um, uh, spinal tap. I think that'll be fun. Oh, we'll, we'll figure out. Cool. We'll put that. We'll put that on the list somewhere, and we'll get you back for that. All right. And, well, that and Steve, and Steve, you got my Discord in case Noah gets a little. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> nice. We, <laughs> yeah, we we got it. Sounds good. <laughs> It'll be fun. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.